Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That time of the week again, the Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard and get ready for an hour of nothing but NRL talk. Well, what an outstanding round of rugby league. The Rice for Alex round uh, was a rousing success. The games were very good. And up until yesterday before kickoff, I think they Todd Greenberg said the NRL had raised $1.2 million. Plus, there's a few events still to go this week as well as some more wristbands to be sold. So, outstanding achievement. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that'll get up near the $2 million mark, uh, without doubt. Um, especially once they, as you said, they sell those wristbands at games this weekend. I was at the Parramatta the Rabbitohs game at Pertec Stadium and uh, we got there probably half an hour before kickoff, and, and there were there were no wristbands <coughs> left so uh, the only thing that's sort of come out of it is they probably didn't have enough wristbands yeah enough wristbands I, I'm not sure how many they took to each game but uh, I, I know in particular in our situation there yeah, they were gone yeah gone half an hour before kickoff. so uh, it's been widely accepted and supported and it's great to see uh, rugby league is very tribal but uh, you know, it's good to see people band together. What like they did this weekend, it was there was not not a bad word said um, the whole weekend, and uh, no whinging, no moaning. Everyone just got on with it and really supported it, which was good to see. Yep, 100% agree with all those things you've just said. Uh, starting off, the routine as always is the fast five. Your highlight, low light, best, worst. Any questions coming out of the round? But uh, what about your highlight? Well, the highlight was just firstly from a rugby league standpoint, having eight games again. That was great. Like having three on Saturday, especially with the three o'clock start. I love the three o'clock start, yeah, having a day good. game on the Saturday. Uh, and then just the round in general, I thought the Alex McKinnon round was, as I said, well received, well supported. And uh, it was just a feel good round. And I think a lot of the games uh, were pretty good. There were a few stinkers in there, but I think we're getting close or getting as, as close as we're possibly going to get back to the, the highest standard of rugby league that we're going to. We're going to see headed now and now into the finals. Yeah, well, mine was you know obviously uh, this similar kind of deal. The round uh, Alex on the field was a pretty big moment for me. You got to be teary. But as well, I didn't think he was going to break down. I was like, man, what a strong bloke he is. And then he felt it near the end. That kind of got me a little bit. But uh, probably for me, I, you describe the games. The one for me was the Tiger Cubs. The, the babies just running wild. Mm. If uh, that's a glimpse into your future right there, I'd be very happy if I was a Tigers fan. Absolutely. And Absolutely. We've, we've, I think we've said it all other year. issues at the moment, but with the Oh. Talk of Mick Potter getting sucked, but I'm, I'm sure we'll get into that a little bit I, later. Still, you, you can see the difference with those kids. They've just been fresh in the grade. I don't think they're too worried about any of that. They just run up wild. No, no, not, not from a uh, playing perspective on the field, but no, there's bigger issues that are going to uh, you know, engulf that club prior to maybe even the end of the season. So yeah, well, we'll just wait and see. Yeah, uh, that is one downside. But what about your low light? I think this is going to be pretty similar. Yeah, Griffin. Yeah, Like Griffin getting sacked, I... Uh, as much as I love and respect Wayne Bennett, I just 
Is it a safety net thing that he's gone back there? I know he's got his family there. Well, I, 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 I kind it's of thought... failed in Newcastle, obviously. He had great success at St George, so there's no real point going back there. Uh, he obviously didn't want to stay at Newcastle. I think he wants to go home, but the biggest but thing... But I, I thought when he left, that was the big hurrah. Like, I'm, I'm not coming back, I'm gone. And it was sort of... He put in, obviously, he endorsed Ivan Henjak and Anthony Griffin as the you know, next in line as such. Uh, he's now come back and obviously Ivan Henjak was punted two years after Bennett went but Griffin's had three years there I know they didn't go that well last year but they're warming to the task this year and I think you know with Lockyer retiring Brisbane don't have that one outstanding future immortal that Bennett had for his entire coaching tenure at Brisbane now you know the, the test is going to be in this in this uh, last you know sort of chapter in his coaching career at Brisbane, there's massive pressure there. It was interesting to hear that, you know, it was Brisbane community split 50-50 in, in a few votes um, that have been polled online. I know, obviously, you would have got the opinions of everyone, but to say that they half of them don't want him back. They wanted to keep Griffin in. I, I just, out of all of it, I can understand Brisbane uh, wanting Wayne Bennett back. I just feel for Griffin in this situation. I, especially, they, they could potentially go on, finish top four, and almost win a comp. It might be similar to a Neil Henry situation last year, where they, you know, they punted the coach. This around this time, the Cowboys went on a run and made the finals, which sort of left egg on their face. Yeah. Particularly again, if the Cowboys don't make it this year, but that's well, another conversation. If, if they made the bottom of the eight, I wouldn't really have surprised me. But uh, at the end of the day, we weren't hearing too much from their side of things. But from all reports today, they've called him. He hasn't called them. The that, 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 that's the word. And yeah. you know what? Well, on the flip side of it, the way you look at Wayne Bennett, I can't see Wayne Bennett uh, whether he did want to get a call from him or not. I don't see him as a person that would have called up Brisbane begging to come back. I don't know. Well, I guess that's all going to come out in the wash. But well, that's pretty much what I just said today. That they made Griffin, contact with me, and up to this point, it wasn't an option. But once the door got opened, I can imagine after six years now being down here away from his family, he might come home. I'm, I still, I'm with you. It's still a low light for me. But the whole situation, in the end, I'm not surprised how it's worked out. It all, no. it all makes sense the way it's going to finish. But I think more what Gordon Taylor said, and again, I've said this a, min- a couple of times, there's not many things I agree with because he does tend to ramble, but they were talking about getting over that Wayne Bennett era and they've only just kind of started to get past it and it's almost been 10 years and they're going back there. Yeah. So will the hangover happen again once he leaves again? What year did he leave? 2008? I think it was 2008. He had the Dragons 9, 10 and 11. Oh. And he's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'd have to go and check it, but well, it's been he three had three years at the Dragons. He's yeah, had three years at the three Knights. Newcastle. It's been, that's what I'm saying, six years he's yeah. been away. Yeah, so 2012, 13, 14 at the Knights. and I, I don't know. I just feel for I feel for Griffin. It's a low light in the fact that he's out on his ass, and, <clears> you know, your team sit in the eight. Yeah. Well, astonishing. When you look at, you know, some other coaches there that have had longer stints uh, than Griffin who are sitting outside the eight, and their team have underperformed for... Years and years and years. But also, it's the club and it's the man coming back. If it wasn't Wayne Bennett coming back, that doesn't happen. I, I still don't like it. No, I don't like it. But if it wasn't Wayne Bennett, this doesn't happen. Yeah, that, that's the. the it has, has a bit of the aura of the man. Look, look, I, you know, I'm I'm a aspiring coach and I respect the bloke second to none. You know, he's obviously done everything in the game and he's um he's a bit of a Yoda, a Yoda of rugby league. I mean, he's probably taken over that mantelpiece. People are going to be talking about Wayne Bennett in the same sort of conversation as what they were speaking about or would have when uh, Jack Gibson had retired from coaching. He's going to be that sort of figurehead in the game, but uh, I just... Has some of that aura wore off? Not to matter. No. He went there, 
this year completely flopped on recruitment. That's not his fault that Russell Packer got thrown in jail and, uh, you know, Tedavano got himself done in. There's just nothing went right this year. The Tinkler situation, it all got very ugly very quickly. Mm. And even prior to that, uh, you know, they, they didn't really bring in anyone massive. Cade Snowden was the one big signing. That was Nathan Tinkler signing. Yeah, but you were pretty critical of him bringing across a lot of his players. I was critical of that situation and not really changing, but also what was already there. You know, uh, he, he couldn't get the best out of Jared Mullen, but no one's been able to get the best out of Jared Mullen. Mm. There was a lot of things there when I looked at Newcastle. Uh, it's not really a place I would have been looked to go in if I was Wayne Bennett. I know it was a challenge. It hasn't worked out. But you, you, you can't win every battle in life. And I'll tell you what, for how long he's been around for, he's won just about everything. So yeah, he has, yeah. This, this doesn't take any gloss off of me. I know a lot of people are already criticising, but you don't coach that long. We don't have that many premierships. I build a club from the ground up. Not many yeah. people have got that mantle. I don't. I don't have a problem with them getting him back. I guess I have a problem in the fact that, as a coach, I can totally understand the kick in the guts that must be for Anthony Griffin, thinking that you know we've moved on from the Wayne Bennett era. Ivan Henjak got the punt. I'm just starting now to get some of these kids through that I've developed into first grade. We're looking good. We're looking like we could potentially win a competition in the next two or three years, and I'm not going to be there to see that. Yeah, that's, I, the, that's the low light for me. I still don't see enough to win a comp in the next few years. I see enough to be a top eight contender. I still think they're a few pieces short. I think they'll win the comp in the next few years. Not with that forward pack ageing. That's my biggest concern. Mm. But Ken, his ability to recruit there is going to be so much more powerful than what it was at Newcastle. He, he'll get anyone he wants. Yeah, that's what I mean. Him going back there now, I think he's got the piece to finish the I'll job. I'll tell you what, it'd be interesting as well. You know, imagine if uh, they were going through the contract negotiations with Cameron Smith when they had Wayne Bennett. Yeah, I still don't think that would have made a big difference. To yeah, honest. I think it would have. I think I it would really have made don't. a big. I don't know whether he would have went, but I think Cameron Smith's head would have turned a lot further than what it would have with Griffin there. Just, and that's no blight on Griffin, but he, he obviously is he's in the first start of his coaching career. He hasn't sort of got that aura of respect. That I'm not, I'm, I can't compare Bellamy to Wayne Bennett, but you're in a pretty good situation with Craig Bellamy compared. Of to, course you are. You know, of course you are. It's not like he's been a ten-year player at Melbourne who's been up and down and had. Eight coaches. He's coming from a dynasty and an established joint as well. Yeah. But um, what about your best of the round? Best player, best team? Best, best player. Well, I thought the best team was the West Tigers uh, in terms of performance. Uh, judging by, you know, the last few rounds, they, they'd been awful. Uh, and Luke Brooks and Mitch Moses. I, I've been calling for Mitch Moses. I said it in our preview podcast that I thought he was just as good as Luke Brooks. Uh, and obviously, he's not as big as him, and uh, he needed probably a little bit more time in New South Wales Cup, but. He was tremendous on the weekend, and uh, that's that's the reason Tigers fans why they weren't overly concerned that James Tedesco was leaving, and they didn't want to pay massive, massive dollars for him because they knew they had someone uh, with the strike power of and Mitch Moses there. Yeah, I still don't think he's going to be as effective from the back. Uh, no, he'll end up probably end up playing five eight. He is a five eight. He'll end up playing five eight. But Mate, he, was, he was tremendous on the weekend, playing out of position. Debut NRL game against a high-flying dogs away from home. It's not his debut game. It's um, his third game. Sorry, third game, yeah. But, I mean, first game in a, in a long time. So, he was good. Yeah, no, he was very good. Uh, for me, they were probably my best team as well. My best two players were Sam Burgess and Boyd Cordner. Bit of, a bit of a touch on the back rows this weekend. I thought Sam Burgess again... Uh, not so much called on to win them the game. Johnston and a few other blokes played well, but he, this year it pretty much just seems to ride on the back of Sam Burgess. Well, I, I was alive at that game, and he, he looked gone after 10 minutes. He looked like he dislocated his shoulder or his shoulder sublaxed. Or, 
something and he was he was carrying his arm for five minutes and he refused to come off the field, played the entire game I think and, and murdered it and was unbelievable and at times when they were under pressure, uh, the Rabbitohs, that, that's where the ball goes. It yeah, goes it to Sam Burgess. Goes and Sam Burgess. They were sort of looking at him like, come on, do something for us, you know. Yeah, it's... Boyd Cordner was mother one purely. He's only been back for a couple of weeks. He scored, ran that beautiful line first game back against Manly. The block's just a freak. No matter mm-hmm. how much time he has off, no matter how many injury issues he's had growing up, his development and where he is as a player after all those setbacks at such a young age is ridiculous. He was outstanding, yeah. And uh, I think what summed it up for me, and I said it to my mate Kenno who was here, I had a bet, Boyd Corden to score any time, and near the end he said, oh, the cue's in the rack. I said, mate, he won't stop. And he chased that grabber kick in with about eight to go, and he didn't have to, yeah. and beat four blokes to it. And then he scored five minutes later again. Yeah, the double lead play there. He's just, running. he's that kind of player. He doesn't drop off his task until the, the game's over, and yeah, he was brilliant. But yeah. uh, worst, I think this one's going to be pretty common among anyone who watched all eight games. This weekend, yeah, Aquiliuardo was my worst. Yeah, and the Knights in general. I, I didn't think yeah. they handled the pressure in the situation. I, I think it was it was going to go one of two ways. Everyone was sort of saying they'll smash the Titans and it'll be a big score, but maybe that expectation got to the Knights a little bit. They were disappointing, and but I, I don't think it took anything away from the round or anything no, away, didn't take from, anything away from the round. Uh, you know how how much the club supported Alex McKinnon. I don't think it's a representation of the care or. Um, you know the respect that the players have for him. No, the game's a game, and I said that to you. It's it's just a game, and you know, in terms of them playing it, it's more importantly, it's the stuff that's happening off the field yeah, that's that, that going to benefit him. That performance again just shows it's you stunk. their yeah, year. That's just stunk. that's just their year to a T. Yeah, uh, but Iwata, I think he made four errors in the space of eight minutes. Oh, which, absolutely yeah. awful. And that's the funny thing. He is went into Tyson zone. He was 100%. he was the Australian winger at one point. That's to, to think about how far he's fallen back. Mm. It'll be interesting to see whether he can get his career back on track. Yeah, well, he's pretty flat, and he's on massive coin up there too, so uh, that's a bit of a concern when he can't even catch the football. But what about any questions you've got coming out of the round? Should Wayne Bennett see out his final seven weeks in Newcastle? Well, he will, because the club's not even in a situation yet where they've sat down and appointed a board to be able to get a coach in. Mm. So you can't exactly push well, him at the door. I spoke to a few guys I know up at Newcastle um, who were involved at the club last week, and they they said to me, it's Rick Stone get the job. They're, they're locked in, Rick Stone will get the job. Mm. So, you know, I don't know how true that is. We're hearing up here, obviously, that Garth Brennan's a good show. Well, what we heard yesterday that pretty much they think from the the way that Matt Gidley said they're looking for someone who knows Newcastle, who knows about Newcastle, who's got to connect with the, the culture and everything that is Newcastle, Garth Brennan and Rick Stone will be the first two that come to mind. Okay. Well, maybe, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Rick Stone uh, wants to get Brennan on his staff. I wouldn't be surprised if maybe both of them go up there. Uh, Brennan has done a tremendous job at Penrith with the New South Wales Cup last year, obviously, with the 20s winning the competition there. But uh, maybe it's a stepping stone. Maybe he wants to go home. I'm not too sure. But uh, uh, those two are the names looming large. I couldn't see anyone outside of that. Today they said that there was a possibility that they're interested in Griffin. I don't know about that. Yeah. I'd find it hard just because of what you just said. said If you hear that from Matt Gidley and everyone's saying that, I don't see anyone else. But Tim Shane's was spoiled during the weekend. I think that's just been blown up in the media. Well, he's he's the Aussie coach. He was there watching the the game. He should have been up there to to watch McKinnon go around. If you're going to go off those two, and I had someone in boxes yesterday about who Garth Brennan was. Simple way to explain it. He is obviously from Newcastle. He coached the 20s for a couple of years there. Had a pretty good time. Uh, come down here. Won the under-20s last year with the Panthers. Now does the New South Wales Cup. 
I don't know who's regarded. You're the, the club. You, you have to be regarded in some decent standard when they brought him down, like feel good and Ivan Cleary and that if they got him down here. Look, I haven't had anything to do with him one-on-one individually, whereas I sort of have with um, some other coaches there at, at the club that are high up. But from what I hear, you, you know, you talk to MG and MG's got a massive rap on him. Mm. Um, you know, you talk to Logan, MG's young bloke who we both coached for the last few years that's now up there playing NYC and uh, he's got a high opinion of, of Breno because they do a little bit of work uh, together. I've been to a lot of NRL sessions just to observe and watch, uh, and a lot of those are obviously opposed to New South Wales Cup. And uh, he seems to have the respect of the players. He's quietly spoken, um, but from from what I can tell, he's a, he's he's pretty vocal. Like I, 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 don't, I don't think he'd take any crap. I think he'd be a disciplinarian, um, but I also think he's got a high rugby league IQ, and I. You know, I really couldn't see why he wouldn't be successful, especially if he's moving back to his hometown. Mm. And they are so parochial there. That, yeah. They'll embrace well, someone who's from Newcastle. But that's just a summary. I had a couple of inboxes about it, Gus, but I was like, I gave him my perspective. Yeah. I, I don't know him personally. Neither of us I've, know I've, him personally. I've played against two teams that he's coached, and they were both hard. But, I, you know, that, that you can't gauge just off playing against someone's team once or twice. But his track record so far and the progression he's made speaks for itself. So, yeah, uh, yeah he'd, be, he'd be a good candidate for the job along with Rick Stone. But any other questions? Uh, has your opinion changed on the Panthers after the heavy loss to the Roosters? Well, for me, no. Definitely uh, not because they've, we, we've said they're all along about a half. We've said all along. They're going to be in the top eight, but they're not up to standard to win the comp this year, though. They're still they surprised me in that game. I, I expected it. I didn't expect them to roll over, but I, I, I expected no. the Roosters to sort of pull, on a, pull them apart with the pieces that they've got missing. I think if Penrith can be healthy uh, come the end of the year, I, I think I've got no reason to think they couldn't make a grand final qualifier. Well, for me, I still look at the Roosters and think, you know, Tupo Jet, I know they've got a gun side all round, but you've got Sonny Bill on Ramadan. Uh, their forward pack hasn't been in the greatest of form. They had Guerra and Orbison out of position. Still no Tupo, still no Jennings. They're not locked and loaded, and they're still not playing that great, to be honest. That's, well, I, that's thought, still I thought that was a real step up for them. I, I thought, thought there was a lot of positive, positive signs out of that game. I thought their best game, but I and still I, don't see enough out of the halves yet. I thought Penrith got a real rough end in some of the decisions in that game. Well, the um, one thing that I can flip, and a few people had a go at me when I said the binning was a bit harsh. Matt, it was, that Matt, was rubbish. Matt, but Matt Moylan touched the ball, which constitutes a scrum, not a tap. Yeah, but even so, still, it's not... I, I don't, I don't yeah, see... I'm, I'm yeah, he was like a metre offside. I've seen players... In that situation, knock the ball out of the guy that the guy's hands is about yeah. to tap it. That's more of a professional foul than what it is. Just to Elijah Taylor made an effort to get back. Yeah, but I'm saying 100. percent If he's touched it and it's a scrum, you don't have the issue with a quick tap, and then that opportunity doesn't come to put him in the bin. But how many times do you see it? Like last night, you see him try and take a quick tap, and then not allowed to. Yeah, but it's that, just a that, joke. That little moment, absolute though, joke. They... That cost Penrith any chance of being in that game. Oh, I still think they would have got no, done. I, but yeah, early of on. course, of course, they would have got done. But it cost us any any chance of actually that game being a contest because yeah. the Roosters go try try and blow it out to eighteen nil or whatever it was. And but that's what I'm ten saying. in the bin is just a massive, massive call. Well, I don't want to talk about it because I've already wrote on the page to everyone. We've all spoke about the five minutes in being enough times. Yeah, I know. And we, we yeah. can't keep going over it. But I just brought that up when I saw the video. He touched it, so it's a scrum. Look, for, I don't think I don't think Penrith can win the comp this year. I, no, I don't we think. Both but said I. That. I, I Really, really, honestly, believe that they can be top four if they're all fit and healthy. Yeah, I think they can make a grand final qualifier. Yeah, nothing's ever. But I just think they're probably one or two pieces away. And everyone's saying, "Oh, they're money ball. They're not buying any stars." Well, people have got short memories because they offered one point two five to Jonathan Thurston last year to try and get down. They'd pay for the right player. They would definitely. But they're also you look at Moylan moving into a different league now, and a couple of guys. You know, and there's proven performers. I don't know you can call Elijah Taylor Moneyball or Lewis Brown Moneyball. These guys that have played for their country. Of course. 
They're not out now. You've got know. pieces that that would be even better if they're surrounded. They're, they're not million-dollar stars. Or you accompany stars, them with a superstar. They don't have that one superstar yet, but they've right. got more than enough pieces around that you only need to drop one in there. They don't need to buy two or, or three. Or develop one. One, yeah, one that's, that's, that's everything that's going to come. There's a few there that, that are could, just it could unbelievable. Be, could be Cartwright. It could be anyone the next couple of years. You wouldn't know. Yeah. But it might come internally. So either way, they're well set up. Have yeah. you got any questions or am I going to keep firing away? Oh, keep going with yours. Um, despite all the rumours of player unrest can manly win the comp. There's a lot of there's a lot of unrest you know, there. You know, there seems to me to be a disconnect at the moment between the manly team and coach the and the club. And that's, 100%. Why, that's why I'm not worried though, because they've, they've, been, they've been together for so long. It doesn't matter. To when, me, when it smells like one last hurrah. And I honestly think I, I cannot see anyone making the grand final outside of the Roosters yeah. and Manly just at the moment. And, and aside, aside will definitely come from the clouds and challenge them. Yeah. But at the moment, I, I can't see Penrith. I can't see the Dogs. I can't, obviously. The Warriors, they, they can't win in Sydney. They can't win well, let, away put, from New Zealand. Let's put Brisbane, nah, North Queensland, if, if Tigers. They, if they got gutted, in Storm. The, if they got gutted though, the way it's being talked about, Matt I wanting to go to the Warriors and all this coming off the back of staying together for less money and now all their deals are back-ended and they've, to, to the playing group, they've stabbed Glenn Stewart the back because he's not going to get the money that they all hung around for yeah. with a heavily back in a deal. So now they're all feeling hardly done by. Yeah. And then there's obviously the issue with Watmau saying that Cherry Evans is getting this upgrade and he hasn't earned his stripes like the rest of them. But mind you, you know, you got to look at the fact he's a once-in-a-generation player and halves like that just don't come along and sit on no money. Otherwise, he's going to be gone. You can't keep him for nothing. Yeah. Well, as I said, to yeah. me, it's, it just smells like one last hurrah. Yeah, it does smell like it's one last hurrah. But could you, imagine, could you imagine Manly... If David Cherry Evans left, Kieran Foran stalled on contract negotiations because he wants to know what's going on at the club. Yeah. What now, supposedly the Parramatta, with Cherry Evans, they're interested in him too. Brett Stewart talking to the Bulldogs and Matt Idol. Imagine all those guys not playing there. That's it. They'd be absolutely gutted next year. Yeah. Well, last question, would you sack Mick Potter? Because that's that's exactly what no. the West Tigers have... And I'll tell you how... I'll su- Brian I'll tell you, Smith went in and did a review. That, that is unbelievable. Do you want me to sum this up any better way? Brian Smith said there's a lack of communication between him and the players, and this is coming from a bloke who used to text his players instead of talk to them face-to-face. So I don't well, need to I've heard, yeah, different things about and Brian then Smith. But. The, obviously, the talk that he, players won't re-sign if he stays, where every one of the kids is re-signed, so I don't see how that's true. Yeah, who knows? And there's no one else really there that's an out-and-out superstar that they need to fight to sign. Robbie Farrell's going to be there long-term, and the only other real player left off contract, I think they said this year, is Bodine Thompson. I doubt he's going to be really pushing down the door or whinging about Mick Potter. Yeah. All the kid, all the important ones are already re-signed. Yeah. Your Simonas, your Nofalumas, your Detascos, the young kids, the halves, they're all signed. All right, you're far away. Well, mine's pretty much just the coaching cart. Well, we've already touched on the Knights coach, Rick Stone or Garth Brennan, you'd suspect. Definitely, uh, yeah. St. George, I already think McGregor. McGregor and, and he's now come out. I think the Wayne Bennett pressure's gone, so he's come out and said, I do want the job. I don't see anyone else going there unless Nathan Brown magically wanted to come back, but I still think McGregor's done enough to show. Well, unless they're, unless they're thinking someone, you know, like a Tim Sheens or... And there was rumours even Laurie Daly was going to take a coaching yeah, job. You can't compare New South Wales job to doing that. No way. And I'm going to no throw it right. right now. Anyone that, you know, I, Laurie Daly couldn't coach an arrow team. I'm just going to put that out there. Okay. He yeah, couldn't I, coach an arrow team. I, uh, I'm still not sold on McGregor, but I, I can't. I wouldn't rush into making a decision now. Yeah, I'd would, wait until the end of the year. But would, yeah, but exactly. So, but would you go dig out money and pay for someone else no, again and change the, the change the culture for the third person? Not at the moment. Year, no. just... I, I'd do a review at the end of the year. Wait and see what happens in the wash. Let him f- let him go. He doesn't need this pressure to be working. Yeah, on think about moment. recruitment too. Though. If there's any recruitment or things to be tied up, and they don't know who the coach is. They're going to have to make a decision sooner or later. 
I'd leave it to the end of the year. I'd wait a couple more weeks and just see what the win record's like. And if they're all alike having him there, there doesn't seem to be any issues. That's well, they, they sort of didn't get behind him last week when there was it was mooted. Well, was going we back, were yeah. told by Mr. Gossett that they were sat down and pretty much told that then it was a done deal, and that changed pretty quickly, didn't it? So mm. they might have already had wind of that and thought, oh, we don't want to speak too much in the media. Yeah, they okay. played it pretty low key, but um, you know, uh, the only other one I had here, the Knights catch we've touched on, Tigers we've touched on, the Dragons one we've touched on, and Bennett's at Brisbane, the mainly turmoil. So yeah, I'm all covered. Okay. I can't see anyone else, but I think McGregor should get the good job. I don't see how you could replace Porter. That's absolutely ridiculous. Even the names have been tight, like Trent Barrett and a couple other people. I don't, I don't really. Well, the one that one that I heard is Todd Payton, and I did I did a level two coaching course with Todd Payton, and he's uh, definitely a nice guy, and uh, definitely obviously got the smarts. He was he was probably one of the smartest forwards running around in the mid two thousands. Virtually a halfback. Uh, and I that couldn't see why he wouldn't be a success, but. But that makes more sense to me. He's done more of an apprenticeship than what Trent Barrett has. I can't see how Trent Barrett could jump into a top job so quickly. Well, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. He's at, he's at Penrith, and um, he's obviously doing decent things with the 20s there. But, um, oh, again, I haven't had much Peyton's to do with Peyton's won a though. comp and done a good job for a few years of those kids. He's been there. You know, he's been coaching longer. He's done more in that regard, yeah. But then so. again, like, you, you look at... Well, someone like myself, I've been coaching eight years, and I'm still at 18s, 16s level, and there's blokes that... Sneeze and they're coaching under 20. Yeah, so well, we all know what it's like when you're an ex player, though. Yeah, but still, out for them, out their club, I think Todd Payton would make a much more logical choice if you were going to grab somebody else. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up for any questions. That's the fast five. We'll jump into the reviews of the games from the weekend. Alrighty, Friday night kicked off with the South Sydney Rabbitohs beating. The Parramatta Eels at home, 32-12. to 12. Uh, I thought it was a bit of a grind early on. Yeah, it was a tight game up until probably 10 minutes into, into the second half when South got on top. But I, I enjoyed the game. I went there live. It was a uh, pretty good atmosphere, big crowd. And I thought Parramatta, they had a go. They had a go. They, they don't have the class that South have got. I've got, um, to ask, I've got to ask one question, though, before we get going. This one I was only lucky enough to see half, and then I saw the highlights of the second half. Yeah. But did I hear correctly that they took Adam Reynolds off for Luke Keary? Yeah, with, in about, the second eight, half? with about 15 to go. That's pretty full on. Well, yeah, and then as soon as Keary went out there, they scored sort of the match-winning try. He put a kick in and yeah. he looked good. But he, he had some poor touches. Keary had some good touches. But um, I, think... from what my, I heard Michael McGuire speak in the post-match and he sort of said, look, it's something that we're going to experiment with over the next... Obviously, seven weeks heading into finals, they've got to find the right mix there because they're not yeah. they're not scoring enough points. Well, I'll tell you one thing though: they're talking now like to quash everything. They want to extend Adam Reynolds' deal, but to be honest, if I'm Adam Reynolds, I'd be a bit tentative about re-signing there. Mm. I'd be more keen to probably hold off, see where else I could go because he he'd complete a lot of pairings around the competition where someone's lacking a balanced partner. He'd probably get paid half decent as well. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd be a little bit itchy thinking about. Uh, you know how things are going at the moment, and all the talk about Kiri, and they're bringing Cody Walker there with big wraps and giving him a decent deal as well. Yeah. So I wouldn't be feeling too comfortable about my situation. But no. well, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we spoke earlier. Alex Johnston, I think he's an out-and-out superstar in the making. Still got some Cole size. Cole was very good in that game too. Yeah, he's been like I said at the start of the year. He's done a Craig Bellamy when he got Nathaniel Neal and him, and Neal obviously hasn't been needed as much because of the big forward pack they've got. But the Tigers are scoping him out, as are a few other clubs. He's doing really well. Yeah. And uh, Kyle Turner's the same deal. Patch up player, done a great job, a bit like a McQueen. Plays in the back row, plays centres, plays a bit of everywhere. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's been a great boy. But Sam Burgess, we said it before, the, the massive difference. Whenever they need something, it always seems to come from Sam Burgess. Uh, it does, yeah. 
second half, you're, you're right. It was, it was a bit more, a bit of out coach. There was a few different things that kind of pulled them apart, got them late. But Parramatta, I, I say it week in, week out. I'm, people have already forgot about Nathan Peets and Myers. And there's six other blokes they're of missing course they from that starting side. You forget Mossett, Manor. There's a lot of guys injured. Yeah. A lot of guys down. They don't have the, the top end. And you hear the other day that 750,000 is still locked up and people that Ricky Stewart moved on. So that was always going to be part of the. This process, but you see another player that comes in. We spoke about him last week, Tepai Morella. He if was they, he was the best player on the field for the Eels. If they get to keep him along with you know Edwards, and you know they've got Mau, Paulie, Paulie Junior, Paulie, they've got their whole forward pack built internally, and yeah. you don't have to spend as much if you got to go out and get them. Exactly right. So you know they, they've pretty much got the basis there with Pete's coming back next year. If they can jag a, a Cherry Evans, or if they you know someone like that, and just maybe sort out one or two backline players, they'll be a very dangerous side in a very short period of time. Exactly right. They've got the probably what the Tigers have got, but not in as critical positions. They're building a forward pack out of babies. They just need a few more to come into the backs and the halves. And uh, if they can do that and build from internal, which is the goal, especially places like Penrith and Parramatta, they'll be very good going forward. Absolutely. Did you see enough there? I hear a couple of people saying they still think South are a sleeping giant. Is there enough there for you to suggest that they might be able to push? Not, not at the moment. No, I'm with you. I still think they're a bit flat, and the tampering with the halves isn't helping. But then again, this time, the last few years, they've been firing at this time. And then, and then they've sort of not out. had a had a gear to go to in the final. So maybe it'll go the opposite this year. It's, um, but, yeah, at the moment, no, but there's a long way to go. Hmm. Well, the Parramatta Eels will travel away to play your mob, the Titans, this week. That'll be a tough game. The Titans always make things nice and dirty. Uh, Souths, they're away to Canberra. Yeah. And they got dusted early on the year by Canberra in a fairly ordinary performance, so I'd be pretty sure they'd be looking to resurrect that. And uh, they need to keep building some momentum. But Friday night again, the Cowboys have the Sharks, 36-18. to 18. Typical Cowboys, to be honest. Start fast, let a couple of tries in. They just they just have those kind of lapses, but they did finish the game off. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Thurston was absolutely outstanding. Thought Jimmy Tarmow, you know, they rolled forward. They, 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 they just got the job done, simple. They kicked back in, but going forward, same thing we always say. They're probably going to finish in the bottom of the eight, leave themselves dangling again, go on a late run, and, uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff cost you. And those, tough, those yeah. lapses, like you said the other night, they're the reasons they, they haven't gone on to finish in the top four or win a comp. Like, not being able to win away from home, which they finally did. Not being able to close games out. Letting points in. All those little things all add up to the reasons why they haven't had a top four finish in a long time. And uh, we see they've signed Jake Granville this week. I, I could almost attribute that to be the eighth or ninth hooker in two seasons since Payne retired and they let Seguiara go. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's the area for them they need to, need to sort out, that's for sure. I, I thought Cost Jason was doing an okay job, to be honest, but they've gone him, Thompson, Mitchell, King, Moore. I, I, there's still three or four others I haven't spoken of, but it's just absolutely ridiculous the amount of people they've gone through at hooker. Yeah. Um, they've still got some injuries, they've got some players to come back, so that's a positive sign for them, but couldn't see them busting in the top four, and they're going to have to do it the hard way again if they do find their way in the eight this year. Yeah, and exactly. there's five teams log jam there, so it's not going to be as easy... Uh, with the last couple of years where it's only been one or two teams fighting to get that last two spots, there's a lot of teams can, uh, you know, competing for the last two spots. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, there's a lot of room for movement, so they're going to have to keep their act up. Uh, the Sharks, what do you expect? What, 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 do you, what, do you, what do you expect? I thought they put in a decent effort, given the circumstance again. Well, they got lapped. Yeah. They, they just don't. Defensively, they're not... They know they, they can't make the eight, so no. they're just... They're going to win. They'll win some games where things are a little bit easier for them, and they can sort of play footy and things stick. But they try. When, when when teams get them into a grind, what do they got to play for? 
Yeah. They know they know that they're not going to make the eight. They know that the Asada stuff's coming. They know that the coach that they've got now isn't the coach that's going to be there next year. Yeah. There's a lot of factors that contribute to them playing the way they yeah, are. I'm pretty filthy if I hear the truth about... I said I want to see Valentine Holmes up there with Farmer Brown. I'm hearing they're dangling the carrot there that he has to re-sign before they'll give him a debut. What a joke. That's not smart. No. You, like, sure, you don't want to flash into another club and someone might come along, but at the end of the day... If you're not going to play him for that reason just because you won't re-sign, well, you're going to lose him anyway. Exactly. You're better off just playing him. Yeah. You've already lost Leisha, Frizzell, all these guys we spoke of. You're going to be dumb enough to lose another one. Just play the kid. Yeah. Ridiculous. You're, not, you're in no position to be dangling carrots and trying to put decisions like that because it's a very easy place to walk out of right now if you're off contract. That's exactly right. Uh, and things don't get any easier for them. Penrith get a few troops back this week, and the game's going to be in Bathurst, so that'll it's be Bathurst, nice and sure. freezing cold. Nice... Uh, trip out there to a target area for the Penrith Panthers. Tough game, and the Cowboys, like we said, doesn't get any easier. They're away to the Bulldogs. So. Carrington Park, I think, at Bathurst. So mm. it'll be uh, interesting. It's not, it'll be a nice day out there, I'd imagine, Bathurst. Mm. Well, the Cowboys, they have to win away again if they're going to keep this momentum going. I said I was writing them off because they had you know four or five away games out of the last eight. Mm. I hope they proved me wrong, but, yeah, they're going to get a stern test. Well, I, I said I, I think they can make it. I think they'll land in there. Just they always do it. Oh, just there's there's a bigger log jam this year though. There's mm. five teams currently wedged in between you know six, seven, eight, uh, all the way back to nine and ten. Yeah. So there's a lot more competition for that spot. And four and against might even hurt them in the end. That's how desperate things are this year. But Saturday kicked off uh, that beautiful. I think they they got a good four and against the Cowboys compared to other sides. Yeah, Most other sides are negative. They're positive. I think four and against will help the Cowboys. Six teams logged in there. But Saturday kicked off that beautiful three p.m. Uh, time slot in the sun there where it lets you play a bit of football. The Roosters, 32-12 to 12 over the Penny Panthers. Uh, I think we spoke earlier on that decision to have him put in the bin. Pro Change the game. Pro foul, yes, but Matty Moylan did touch the ball. It should have been a scrum. So that, pro, I don't think it was a pro foul. Oh, but they, they happen every week, though. That's not a pro foul. He, he, hasn't, he hasn't stopped him from scoring a try. Well, they saw it that way, but if that is the case, they happen every week and there but should if, be more. Well, I'd ask you the question, if, if that tap was 20 metres out and he tapped it and Elijah Taylor was a metre offside and he tackled him, would it be a professional foul? I don't know. You'd have to ask Ashley Kalon. But that's what I mean. It's so subjective. Surely it yeah, is. So, if it's from a quick tap and he's offside. This is the issue, though. They do this once in a blue moon almost as a reactive thing because people have been talking about it. But you go back to it and look at it. He's touched the ball, so it should have been a scrum. So the tap never should have happened. And if they're going to well, do... Why didn't the video ref come down and say it's a scrum? And as we've said, if they're going to do that on the weekend, it's got to happen every week. But the easiest way... That'll yeah, be the last, first and last exactly. time you see it all year. But, and then on the flip side, we don't want to speak about it again, but the but five minutes... it's, it's ruined the game. The five like, minutes in bid. game. The five minutes in bid. Yeah. It's bombed that game. I just, enough, like... Don't you, like, what, what are you going to make that call for? What, what, what positive came out of making that call? I just, I, I don't get it. Mm. I don't get it. Don't, you're not there to influence the game. You're there to ensure that the game is played fairly and that both sides get a decent crack at winning it. Mm. Not to make yourself the central figure of, um, you know, whether a side wins or loses. Yeah. Well, we did say pretty much what we thought, that uh, the Roosters, when things were even full motion, uh, you know, are still that step above. Or, you know, you've got your Manleys. There's a few teams that are just that tier above. Penrith are definitely... Penrith need more games like that. Yeah, the the more games like that, and they're going to get a heap of them running into the finals. Yeah, that's what, they're going that's to get. what they need. They're going to get better. Out of every game like that, Penrith will get better. And that's what we've said, though. They've had a, they've had a padded run so far, and they're going to get that hard run on the way home. Yeah, I don't know about padded run, but they, well, they've, they've obviously played, played Newcastle, the Sharks, the Raiders twice. They've only yeah. had to, they haven't had to play Manly yet. They've had, they have to play the Storm. Uh, that's the first time they've played the Roosters. They've had a pretty good run. Yeah, but well, I mean, teams. who do you, what do you compare it to? They. 
they played the Storm down in Melbourne and just got beat. So yeah, from what I saw two. out of them, no, no, I don't care. I, I think the teams are playing better in round two than what they are now. I think teams are tired now. You, you tend to get better footy at the start of the year, but that's an argument for another day. I just, from what I've seen of them against whoever, I think they've held their own against top sides. They haven't been blown off the park, and they weren't blown off the park in this game. No, but like we said, we're going to get a real indication on the way home whether they're a genuine contender or not. I still don't think they're yeah. a contender. I think they're either a top four side or just outside, but I think they're in a league of their own, probably fourth or fifth well, or sixth. Yeah, I think they're in a they're a contender in the fact that, oh, I think they're in the top four. I think they're one of the better best four teams in the conference. Oh, if they're not just, just because inside, they're consistent. They're like, the you look at the Warriors. Look what the Warriors did on the weekend. Like, you just you look at the way they defended. It, it, I just think on both sides of the ball, uh, coaching, um, CEO, club, the whole way through, I just think they're a top four team. Mm. And uh, the Roosters, I think that's probably the best performance we've seen from the forward pack all year. I spoke about Boyd Corden early. Uh, Sonny Bill had a very good game, I thought, considering the circumstances during Ramadan and not been able to have any fluids or any food. Jarabri Hargraves impressed me. Uh, he stepped up. I thought he's had a pretty bad year, to be Jake honest, so Friend far. good again. The lawnmower. The lawnmower's been their best player. Best player all year. But Gera, an argument out Gera of playing in the centres, Orbison and out the centres. They've just got enough players to patch up just about any situation. I actually thought um, Minichello had a fairly good game in this. Yeah. Two of us to check. He came back from injury and he was pretty good. So, yeah, and they've still... They were good signs for the Roosters. I thought that was their best performance. And they've still got Probably trips. since they beat... Um, South on Anzac Day. I uh, beat St George on Anzac Day. I thought they played really well that day. And I thought that was, you know, yeah, obviously it wasn't as impressive, but it's getting back to the level that they, they need heading into the final. I'm going to chuck one more out there. Did you think the Mitchell Pierce try was a try? Because I did. I thought that was flat or sideways when he pulled that ball out from Moylan. No, I thought it was. I, th- I, don't, I thought I, that's a knock on. I don't know how that's forward. And it's, if, if it's, yeah, but he stripped at the ball. Yeah, but he stripped at it, but it's come out flat or sideways. It hasn't gone forward or got in the motion. Well, what did the referee call it? He's called it a knock-on. But when I yeah. watched the replay, to me, the ball hasn't travelled forward. Even the, the yank wasn't forward. And yeah. it was flat. If flat isn't forward. For people out there who are getting frustrated with the video refs, it's as plain as simple as this. If, if it is a 50-50 call, they're going with the call on the field. Yeah. Whether you think it but is that, or that's it amazing. isn't, it just was flat. And well, that's, see, we this know. is the thing. It is a fifty-fifty flat, flat call. Doesn't You're const- saying flat doesn't constitute forward, and he pulled out. Yeah, but I think so flat, me, flat in terms of that camera angle is to is to place enough doubt in the area. You can see where mind. the ball's bounced. Though it hasn't deviated or gone forward. Like my, if, my whole my whole perspective is that on it is that I don't think Moylan had a loose carry. No, but it's, Pierce has played at the play ball one on one and didn't have control of it, and I think it it did at a at a at a point in time it came forward out of his hands and landed. It was so in my if, if you play at the ball as long as it doesn't go forward, it's play on. And I didn't yeah. see it go forward, so I, I was pretty. Well, that, that's that the one. thing. There you go. There's a fifty. It didn't have a bearing. Up. It didn't have a bearing on the result, man. But still, yeah. I looked at it and thought, plain as day, if it hasn't gone forward, it's either flat or backwards. I thought it was flat and it was a try, but yep. didn't affect the result. Thirty-two twelve. They were pretty dominant. Boyd Cordner. Forwards in particular, that, that's a big sign for them. When their forward pack goes well, their halves still got a little bit of work to do, but Friend, as you said, was great again, and uh, the patched-up back line did a good job. They've got Newcastle away. Uh, they gave them a bit of a hurt the other week after a slow start. I don't see things getting any better for the Knights and, uh, yeah, the Roosters. This yeah, is well, a it's game. Up, up in Newcastle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, yeah, it might be a little bit of bounce back for the Alex game, but no, I, I doubt it. You can't bring I, that up I every week. I, I don't see too much coming out of it. And Gidley, well, I, they'd be they'd be seething out of the on the back of that. But, yeah, but we'll now the, Wayne, the Wayne Bennett thing's happened as well. I think they're just done. So it happens. I think they're just done for the year. They might be a bit of a punching bag. But the pennies we said it before. They're going to Bathurst, taking the home game there against Cronulla. But uh, Saturday rolled on with a Storm beating the Canberra Raiders twenty-eight to fourteen. 
Uh, it, was, it was an okay result, I suppose. I'm still not that impressed, especially being a supporter of Melbourne. I thought Smith had a much better game. Well, you know my opinion on Canberra, and I I thought Melbourne struggled to put them away. They did, and they've struggled with good ball opportunities. Things still don't seem to be running, but similar to what I said the other day... We've I had think, a lot of changes, but in their outside backs. Yeah, but we've, every we've, week. we've come back to the field with the salary cap after that drama. We got the job done in 2012. We've come back to the field this year in injuries, I think. Yeah, but we've still come back to the field full stop with the squad. And you look who's already left this year and who they've signed. They've signed nobody. Yeah. They've let a couple of kids go, and we've almost let six squad members go. And they're blokes that really aren't, you know, standout play. Like Mitch Garbutt's only played six games of first grade off yeah. the bench. But they're still going to be in the eight. And, and he's leaving, so that, that, that just shows eight. you if you want to operate on that system where you pay a couple of those blokes big money. Uh, they've obviously done the right thing keeping Tohu, Proctor, Bromwich and that over Hoffman, who's old, older. Yeah. But the squad is still getting thinner, top end to bottom end. It's still getting thinner, and at the moment it's not looking too much better again for next year. Well, we'll see. Yeah, it's, we'll, um, we'll see. That's probably my biggest but problem. Yeah, I think they're getting better. Put it that way. They're getting oh, they're, better they're at the building. Right they're they're so. going to be fighting for the bottom of the eight, but I can't see them. They'll be in the eight. They can't win the comp. Well, I, I, I I'll never ride off the Melbourne Storm. Never, I'd, I'd never want to ride off the Melbourne Storm, but off what I've seen and what's there, they, they don't have nothing. Like, they, nothing they don't, would they don't have me. enough to roll with the top sides, and especially how bad their edges have been. Nothing would shock me. Those edge players this year have been disgusting. Even Will Chambers. I watched his game in Origin. Thought that's outstanding. That's the Will Chambers I know. But at Melbourne this year, he's been awful. He's been, you know, a complete step down from what he had been the prior two years. But uh, I thought the Raiders had plenty of opportunities as well. They let it fly a little bit, but uh, plain and simple for them, pretty much. Campese and McCrone went straight back into their shells. Last week they ran the ball, they didn't. Anything good happens off Milford or Jared Croker, pretty much. Really? And, uh, Paul Vaughan, that's the other one. Simple. Every yeah. time he gets on the field, they go forward. But uh, yeah, they pretty much just broken record every week for Canberra. Uh, yeah, I'll... There's always a couple of blokes that seem to carry the workload. Fensum, obviously, is always in there. I think Papali is an absolute shadow of what he was. Uh, I think he's a bit heavy. He got paid last year. I don't know what's going on with his attitude. You see his little uh, you know, road rage during the week, throwing moisturiser at some bloke while his car was driving after he cut him off. Just really silly things. So. Really? Yeah. Okay, there you go. He's having some little issues at the moment, but he needs to drop five or ten kilos and get back to just doing what he's supposed to do, which is playing football. He's not having the same effect. No, hell no. He's just not there mentally, I don't think. But end of the day, Storm with a better side. I thought Smith in particular, uh, Cronk, Slater, not didn't have quite games. They were solid, but I thought Smith, Smith set up a couple of those trials a lot more active and that nice little set play to dummy half. I really like that one. Hopefully we see that one. And it kind of reminded me of that Manly play the other week. A little bit different, but uh, yeah, still a very nice play. But Canberra... Not too much to play for. You don't think they're going to be in the eight. If uh, he could somehow get exemptions on the way home, I don't think the NRL will give them to him. He needs to get a Hearn and a couple more blokes in there, I think. Yeah. But I doubt the NRL is going to let him uh, blood any more of those kids. But they got South this week at home. It doesn't get any easier. The Storm go away to play the Broncos. These are always cracker games in Melbourne play Brisbane. And it's a good. Friday night special, so I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, watching that game. Yeah. And speaking of the Broncos, they had an absolute cracker. Probably my favourite game of the round. Against the New Zealand Warriors, 28-22 at home there. Well, it was our, was yeah. our favourite game. It wasn't our favourite result. No, not, on the, not on the betting side of things. But uh, Jesus. Griffin, we, we said, it, unfortunately, it hasn't saved him. He did get sacked. But at the time, when you say his job was on the line... Well, ballsy. He, he got rid of Vito, Oates and Reid after getting out on the cans and uh, brought up Maranta, Carr, who haven't been playing much first grade. Uh, Copley got to play in centres where I reckon he's better than bloody Jack Reed anyway. I don't see how Jack Reed is just guaranteed that spot over Copley, Copley's getting better. Jack Reed hasn't got better at all. No, but I think if you look at their upside, he says Jack Reed's better defensively. I think Jack Reed offers you zero in attack compared to what Dale Copley does. 100%. Dale Copley is a genuine. Dale Copley will be. Powerhouse. Uh, he will not. 
they won't change that side of this world. Well, Jack Reed got calmer anyway. He hurt his ankle on the weekend, so Calm. he's not going to be playing <laughs> first grade. And I think it kind of sorted itself out. Dale Copley made four line breaks over 200 metres, scored two tries I, and killed uh, it. I think Jack Reed will be looking for a new club shortly. Lachlan Marina is another one I looked at last year and I wasn't a big fan. This year, his few games, I thought he's improved a lot. And when he, he looks comes a in, bit gumbyish, doesn't he? Like a little bit lanky. He just, he, him and Mar- uh, Marina and I'd say uh, here, Copley. I'd say he reminds me of, because he's that shorter build, he reminds me of Jason Nightingale. He's awkward. Yeah. He's just very awkward, awkward and gangly, and but they're they're both quality. And Kahu's obviously got massive wraps, but had a million injuries. He just did his job, so he was good. You would, you don't see him changing that formula this weekend. But Brisbane, to their credit, uh, the Warriors come out and just stomped them early on. Easy players went straight over the top of them. Johnson was in control as always. He's had a great year so far, and uh, you know, Simon and I sent you this text during the night. The Warriors, for me, are the best attacking side in the comp. They can't defend, though. But they are a bottom four side defensively, Well, you, you, without we've, doubt. We've summed it up. You need, uh, for anyone out there who knows anything about defence, especially on the edges, is probably the most critical position. And more importantly than anything, when you're in somebody else's half, you're not as pressured uh, you know, as you are in your line where you, you're supposed to get up and make a decision and follow your man in. But in their own half, on their 30 or 40, when Coppy made that run, I'm not taking anything away from Coppy, but watching it, they backpedalled. Yeah, I just took, don't know what the hell was took the decision on. away from themselves and let Copley come at them. And when he knocked, uh, you know, knocked Henry over, you're not surprised. You're not in a good position when you're running backwards to stop no. somebody. And they just got absolutely pulled apart. So yeah. they couldn't slow down the ruck. Nah, and Harrell going off, I don't think really helped. I'm not saying that they didn't have players on the bench to cover for the back row spot, but there was a bit of a reshuffle there, I think. Oh, whenever you lose one of your outside backs and you're not carrying a replacement on the bench, it hurts you. Yeah, Definitely. but I think more than anything, we've said this before, mentally weak. They had a couple of opportunities there that just lapsed. They got ahead three or four times, and you thought if they get another try from here, they'll kick on, and they just didn't. Uh, Brisbane, to their credit, very resilient. Parker was awesome. Uh, Copley took advantage of that spot. Those feelings were great. Sam Thido. Even Benny Hennon, no, he's had a bit of trouble. He had a pretty good game. and uh, The other one was just Ben Hunt. I, I told you I got sick of people saying he wasn't closing out games, and clearly he's been their best player. But any criticism anyone had of the kicking game, I thought his last 10 minutes in particular, some of the kicks he put in were outstanding. Yeah, Just definitely. burying the Warriors. and uh, they, they fully deserve that win. I'm still on the Warriors bandwagon, though. I still think they're going to be a threat come the back end of the year. But there's a little bit of work to do, especially with the defence. And they're going to get a real test this weekend. The Eagles are coming over to play them in New Zealand. Uh, that'll be a cracker game. They had that good grand final the other year, and uh, obviously the year after, the, o- the opening round game was an absolute cracker. They both love to play football. So that's going to be a, a, probably my game of the weekend this weekend. And uh, we just mentioned before, the Broncos are going to be playing the Storm, so always great matches. Sunday, this was the game I think we all expected to be the easiest one to tip, which would be the Titans against Newcastle. Tough. You thought Newcastle would bloodbath, and we all talked about the emotion, the big crowd. Alex being there, and we got the complete opposite result. We got Brad Takarengi at six, actually not playing too bad. Mortimer, Dave Taylor murdering at centre, just absolutely killing. Uh, you know, Bo Scott is supposed to be one of the better offenders in that, that left edge. He just tore them apart. And to be honest, uh, Newcastle just never looked like they were in the game. No, they didn't. They, they weren't. Emotionally, their heads were elsewhere, and the Titans, I didn't think, played that great, but. Uh, I the Titans, they, they weathered the storm for the first I give 20. I full credit to the Titans. They tried and, to play uh, some footy. They were just tough. But they tried to tough. play some footy too. Yeah. Uh, you know, like some of the stuff Dave Taylor did was just freakish. Yeah. And uh, Mortimer, since he's got there, it kind of reminded me, I, I I didn't go stale on him when he left, but I thought maybe his, head, his head, headset wouldn't have been right. You know, his mindset after he left Parramatta and he got a bit rattled. After a couple of years, obviously, to clear the slate and all that stuff's probably gone, I've watched him play. I think he's been really good. Yeah. And uh, there's enough for me there to suggest, I don't know, when Caesar and Kelly get back, if he'd be getting a start, but somewhere else. 
Definitely. Um, you know, a place like Cairns, you know, it's not ideal that you might have to move somewhere like that, but I've seen enough the last few weeks uh, with a clean slate and probably all that stuff behind him. He's a good footballer. He is. Yeah, and, uh, yeah he's done a pretty good... Obviously, in defence, you probably need to get him to ride shotgun, but what he offered up in attack and his short-kicking game in particular, um, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. But Newcastle, what do you say? That, that's their year to a two. They weren't too bad. They had one little flurry there where they tried to get back in it, but... Also, just some silly errors. You are, Toby mentioned, made a thousand of them. Leilua, his best weapon is when he runs. He tried to pass a lot, and there was ball going down or ball going over the sideline. Just error, pressure. I think the whole day might have got to him a little bit, but you still can't take away from the atmosphere. And a massive rap with the Titans. Six from eight on the road. Yep. That's uh, that's an outstanding record. If they could win at home, they'd be a shoo-in for the finals, but mm. they've seen the opposite. They like... Uh, lot being the nomads they do better on the run than what they do at their own home ground getting to sleep in their own beds so but to be honest and i don't want to bag titans fans but no one turns up to their games no and it probably doesn't give there's you no atmosphere so it almost seems they, they like they re- that they back, back against the, the wall sort of mentality and no. uh, it's working for them at the moment well they go home this weekend against the eels a team that you know has probably had the wood on a little bit haven't they i, I can think of the last few times jared hayne seems to be they're, a two and seven, they're two and seven at home six and two on the road yeah, can you believe it's, that it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous but i always seem to have a common theme made of jared hayne seeming to ruin these games every time the titans and eels meet yeah they've got the wood on us a little like i guess i think um, he, he in particular always seems to be the one that gets the moment they seem to be close games but he always seems to be the one who grabs that moment that ends it yeah uh, oh, especially yeah. the other year i think for iconic for all titans fans was the wooden spoon game and uh, he buried dead and buried them that game. That, that was quite harsh. But honestly, yeah. um, if they do what they did last week, they can beat Parramatta. Of course they can. Of course they can. But Parramatta aren't going to turn up and roll over. They, no. they, they were they were tough against South, and they showed some. The score didn't reflect um, how close that game was. And you think they'd have more opportunities for point scoring against the Titans, and then what of they course. would against South, of course, make it a little more stout. But I think we'll see a decent game there, especially if the Titans play a little bit of footy like they did the other night with James Roberts getting early pill and Dave Taylor. That could be a cracker match as well. Exactly. Uh, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You know, hopefully that one turns out a good one. Newcastle, we mentioned before, it gets no easier. They're going to play the Roosters. Uh, it may be at home, but I don't see that being a positive outcome. No. Especially if the Roosters turn up in any, any bit of the mood and keep building on what we saw last weekend. But uh, probably the, the highlight of the round for all of us was the Tigers' win on Sunday afternoon, 46-18 over the Dogs, and what a glimpse of the future. If there's not a premiership there in the next couple of years, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, exactly. There, there, there's a hell of a team coming through. Yeah. Uh, Austin, to me, is still not getting the raps he deserves uh, for his job this year. Everything seems to be going to all the other players around him. I think he's been brilliant when he played that bench role. He's been good in the halves. He even played fullback the other week. Yeah. Um, whether he's there long term just because of the build up they've got, he, he's similar to Mortimer. I look at him and I see enough to have him in another club getting a starting role. But uh, Brooks, Moses at fullback, Lulia got chucked on the wings to the centres with the, the injuries. He, he bagged himself four tries. Even Curtis Sirian and, and, and having back, uh, you know, that, that front row rotation which they had at the start of They got Sue back with Gavay to power and Woods. They've got back that youth, that little bit of punch and that aggro. And, it just worked on the weekend. They just played football, and 
you know, the Bulldogs don't have a lot of points, and I'll be honest, we've said it, I don't think too much has changed from Hazard's philosophy since he got there, but the Tigers played football, and the Dogs followed that same old robotic block, block, let's get into the grind, and uh, football prevailed at the end of the day, and it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. Hundred percent. I thoroughly enjoyed watching the Tigers put a clinic on. Yeah, they were they were excellent, and the dogs were pretty poor mm. defensively in particular, which is what they hang their hat on. And uh, they were awful in that game. And the Tigers uh, tore them a new one, tore them a new one. So concerns for Des Hasler. I know I mooted it last week. I said, look, I, I really wanted to tip the Tigers, but sort of had to take the dogs based on exposed form. But I just felt as though the Tigers, um, you know, with all the pieces back had more points in them than the Bulldogs, but I, I, you know, I didn't expect them to score 48 or 46 or whatever the hell they scored. Well, this is another one of those critical clashes. I'm looking forward to this. The Dragons lost last night, which would have made them uh, one of five teams logjammed on 22. I think the loser of this can almost say no, no. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it's I'm getting close to that. But the Tigers have got themselves in that 22-point grind. I think all they, well, Melbourne and Brisbane are playing too, so one of them is going to start. You're going to need 30 points. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. You, well, you, 30 point, 28 is not going to be enough. The Warriors are going to play Manly. Because you look at it now. Melbourne, like, Melbourne and Brisbane are the eight, one of the only two, and the Tigers and the Dragons. A cup, one of them is going to move into the bottom of the eight, guaranteed, this weekend. There's but, seven seven games to go, um, and they're you know, 28, 26, 26, 24, 24. So they're all, all five of those teams are comfortably going to get to 30. And then you'd imagine you know, Broncos, Warriors, Storm, Tigers, who are all on 22. Out of seven games, you, you couldn't imagine... You don't deserve to make the eight unless you win four out of seven in that, that lot, I'd imagine. Uh, well, you have to wait and see. You know, which would mean the Cowboys, Titans, Dragons all have to win five out of seven. For so. me, this is the best year looking at the ladder because it's not been stable the whole way through. Usually we've got two or three teams just absolutely clear. Then we've got two or three again that are pretty much booked in and then there's usually one or two spots left between four teams mm. at the moment. There's only you know two or three teams near the top that still aren't really that far away, and then there's just a huge logjam. There's almost yeah. twelve teams eligible to get themselves in. There's a couple on the bottom, obviously, but this is the best year as far as if you talk about the salary cap era or what our competition should deliver. There's been a heap of upsets and there's been plenty of good football. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, the Tigers very important game against St George, uh, who need to hang in the balance. They need to get themselves back to twenty two. They could cause a, a bit of trouble on the way home for the Tigers, but. If they get the win, that could be a nice little bit of momentum pushing forward. And the Dogs, they've got to play the Cowboys. So same deal. They've got no room left for losing games. They've got to win on the road, which is going to be hard for them, but full stop, they need to win. Well, they could, yeah, they can They can lose one, maybe two more, but, you know, they, they need can. to get on it. Not, yeah, they do. Not with how many they, are they in can. front of them. They can, no, but they, they really can't afford to do it now, otherwise they're going to play well, how much, how much are the Cowboys on? 20. Yeah. They're going to need five out of seven. There's still four. Five, or five out of like seven said, will get them to there's thirty. There's four or five in front though with a head start. They they can't be dropping games. No, well, they're, they're only two points out of the eight. They've got to keep the pushing. Moment, but, so uh, the the round cleaned up on Monday night with the Manly Seagulls twenty-one to twelve of the St George Illawarra Dragons. Um, I think this is just summed up by the left hand edge of uh, the Dragons' defence. Josh Dugan. Right-hand edge. Uh, right-hand edge, sorry. Left-hand, left-hand side attack side for attack Manly, which has been their, their most potent weapon this year. You felt they were not disjointed. They, they weren't flowing quite as nicely. I don't think they were rolling as good as they usually are. But if they needed any metres or needed anything critical to break up in a set for them, they just went to the right there with Benji Marshall defending it probably the hardest spot to defend on the field, which is centre. Yeah, the Dragons had their chances. Oh, they uh, did, but, but that probably killed them right there. That, pro- that, that put them out of the game. Steve Maddai went off as well, which, um, 
yeah. you know, they had the Seagulls sort of shuffling a little bit. Well, that, they've got a situation similar to Penrith where they've got a couple of blokes who can play football like Jamie Bura, Tommy Simons that are just good footballers that can play, you know, centre, back row, 5-8. So he went out there and you didn't even know the difference. Yeah. He runs a nice hole. He held that shape. But uh, I thought Kieran Foran in particular was more dominant out of the two hours last night. He's just uh, full stop outstanding. Yeah. But that, that right side defence, I think, is the difference between, you know, end of the game there. If that was an 80-minute grind and that right side was a bit more solid, St. George might, you know, might possibly jag the win. Yeah. But, you know, you, you can't leak points so early on or just get picked apart so easily metre-wise. Uh, I, I expected a few more points considering the repeat sets mainly forced, uh, particularly in the first half, and they had a bit of momentum. But to the Dragons' credit, they kind of hung in there. They come hard late, but... Everyone sort of jumped off the Dragons after that game last night, but I, I, I would have could. taken a little bit of confidence out of that. I, I know they they were sloppy and you know, defensively they were poor. And, I, was, I was still impressed, though. But they were, they were okay. They held their own. With the amount of pill that Manly had and that left-hand side that we said, I was expecting at least a 20-point win. You're playing a team that, you know, went very close to winning a title last year. And, oh, creme de la creme. Exactly. So. Uh, the halves are still a bit of a work in process. Uh, last night, I think, was made a bit of a step backwards. But then again, Manly do put the... The pressure on. They gave them absolutely no time. They were pushing the offside bill all night last night, but it worked out nicely for them. Yeah. But I still don't think Josh Dugan can play in the centres, especially in those uh, upper echelon games. He didn't get enough footy last night. No. He's not effective if you can't get him a good ball. I know they like what they're doing with Quinlan. It might work against some other sides, but to win a comp, you're not going to do it with Quinlan at the back. And you moving forward, that's where Josh Dugan belongs. Mm. He, he's still got to work on his passing. That's fair enough, but... Uh, at the end of the day, he's a lot more potent bringing the ball back than what Adam Quinlan is. Yeah. And he's a lot more potent chiming in the back line than what Adam Quinlan is. So that might be a little thing for Mary McGregor and his niche because he's a centre, but uh, I think it's about time to end that experiment. If they want to do that for New South Wales series, because you know he can do that, that's all well and good with me. That's rep football. That's the same as the Australian side. But as far as club football, he's one of the best fullbacks in the comp. He should be playing fullback. Yeah. And uh, we said it before, they're playing the Tigers. Critical game for them. And the Manly Warriors game, absolute cracker. Can't wait for that. That's my game of the weekend. Yeah, there's a few, few good games this weekend. Just back to the Cowboys. Their, their differential is positive 78. Um, and the teams they're locked with 20 points, uh, which are the Titans, Dragons, Eels, all have at least the lowest there, or the, the best there is the Titans, which are negative 70. And then you look at the teams that the are above them. pretty bad. There's a minus. Teams that are above them on 22 points, who are the Broncos, Warriors, Storm, Tigers... The Tigers are negative 52, the Storm are negative 20, and then the Warriors are plus 64, and the Broncos plus 82. So it just shows you the Cowboys probably should be in the eight, but they're just they're not. No, they're not because they've just dropped. Win on the road. They've dropped some games that they shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have lost. You've so. got to win on the road. But yeah. that wraps up the reviews of the games from the weekend. We'll jump in now and play our Lions game and give you the odds from SportingBet.com. There is no better bet than a Sporting Bet. Here is our Lions game and all the odds from sportingbet.com.au. There is no better bet than a sporting bet. If you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, uh, keep your eyes open for the pick-the-score competitions. Obviously, three out of four this weekend, Brock. Winners. Three out of four, yeah. And we had uh, one who donated to charity, so thank you very much. But we kick things off Friday night. It's the Newcastle Knights versus... The Sydney Roosters, you've gone minus eight and a half. I've gone minus seven and a half. Minus seven and a half is the line uh, for that one in favour of the Roosters. They're a dollar forty-two favourites over Newcastle, two dollars ninety. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I think they win by plenty. Think they win by plenty. You think they can cover that line? 
Comfortably, yeah. yeah well, sure they should. Dollar ninety one. If you want to take if the Titans, good. Well, surely the Roosters can. Yeah, well, dollar ninety one. If you want to have a crack at that one, at minus seven and a half. Friday night again, it's the Brisbane Broncos versus the Melbourne Storm. We both took minus one and a half. That's a split. And no, but I took Broncos. You took Storm. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, what do we got? That's in my favour then. Is it Melbourne minus one and a half? Yeah. It's Melbourne. Melbourne. Oh, no, sorry. It's Broncos minus one now. So it's in my favour. No, well, I went that as well. I didn't put Storm, did I? You put Storm. Oh, I put Storm. All right. I haven't even looked at that. Come on, mate. We've had a mess up there. So you've got that one. Well, I only went Broncos because it was at home, and Storm aren't playing that well. And so I was. I, I didn't know. It was a pick'em to me. It was a clear dollar, dollar eighty game to me, but dollar eighty pick'em. Not a not a, do, a minus one and a half, but I went minus one and a half with Brisbane because I know that there's no such thing as a pick'em. Um, they just give a one and a half line to the home team most of the time. Yeah, well, pretty much, and that's how it's worked out. Dollar eighty three for the Broncos, two dollars for the Storm. Saturday, it's Penrith's home game going out to Bathurst there to play the Cronulla Sharks. I went minus eight and a half. You went minus eight. It is minus eight, uh, eight and a half. So that one goes to me. The Panthers, a dollar thirty four favourites over the Cronulla Sharks at three thirty. Uh, no real surprises there. Minus eight and a half at a dollar ninety one. If you want to have a crack at the line. Saturday again, it's the Gold Coast Titans versus the Parramatta Eels up there on the Gold Coast. I've taken them minus two and a half. You went minus four, minus three and a half, so that's in your favour. The Gold Coast Titans are a dollar sixty six favourites over Parramatta at two twenty five. Have you seen any value there? Not really. No, not really. It's probably too short to back the Gold Coast and I just don't trust the Eels, so uh, maybe Eels with the start, but I'd, I'd rather back, you know, either team to win by less than six or something like that rather than back a specific line. So. Yeah, well, the Parramatta being outsiders at $2.25, I'd be more favouring a 12 and a half start and like a short multi or something like that. Yeah, you might even, get a, a $1.40, $1.48. Titans might blow them out. What they did to Newcastle yeah, and you they could, screwed. They could do it to each other. That, that's the biggest thing yeah. about it. But uh, the third Saturday night game is the Dogs uh, at home against the Cowboys. I went minus four and a half here. You've gone minus four. It is minus four and a half. The dogs are dollar fifty six favourites. Cowboys two dollars forty five outsiders. And you like the Cowboys? I like the Cowboys. Yeah. You so see, you see a win. Or you think they'll I think be the Cowboys a win? Yeah, pretty pretty easily. Or you no, not easily. One? But from what I saw, uh, out of the defensive effort from the Bulldogs uh, against the Tigers, the Cowboys are going to throw more questions at them. I'd imagine. And uh, you know, I think they'll get a few trips back this week. The cows and they've got plenty to play for. So. The dogs could have hit the skids a little here if they dropped this one, but yeah, well, if you uh, agree with game. agree with Brock out there, minor, you can get a four and a half star dollar ninety on. That's not too bad. Uh, it's obviously not a try and a conversion. It's just uh, it's fl- try, yeah. flat out the try. But uh, yeah, if, if you're thinking that way, they were pretty good last week. The Cowboys got a little bit more improvement. But Sunday, this is my favourite game of the round: the New Zealand Warriors versus the Manly Seagulls over there in New Zealand. We both went minus one and a half, so that one's obviously flat. Uh, it was Manly, a dollar eighty-three favourites. The New Zealand Warriors at two dollars. I got burnt here last week. I wouldn't be willing to bet on this game, to be honest. No. It could go either way. This is definitely one to be leaving out. Leave it. Or either team by less than six and a half. I think it would be yeah, a close game. Yeah, that one, or I'd go twelve and a half start on one of them, chuck it in a multi. But yeah, it'd be a short leg multi. It wouldn't be uh, anything too dramatic. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel the Warriors again, but at the same time, every time you think that about Manly, they just seem to get Manly the job done. Tough. Um, Sunday, the Tigers, very impressive last week. Crucial game to fight in the eight against the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Uh, I went minus two and a half. You went minus three and a half. That one goes to you. The Tigers, $1.66 favourites against the Dragons at $2.25. Yeah. Uh, 
That was another one that was tough. I, I think a little bit one, short. I was going to go one and a half, and then I thought, well, yeah, a try, I suppose. But it's based, it's very active to last week. Yeah. Uh, you know, if all things being equal, if the Tigers would have lost, the Dragons would have been favourites here. So Yeah, 100%. Who knows? Uh, Monday night wraps us up. It's the Canberra Raiders at home against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I went minus 10.5. You went minus 10. It's actually minus 8.5, so... That one goes in your favour. South Sydney, no surprises here. Dollar thirty-four favourites against the Canberra Raiders, who are three dollars thirty. Yeah. Um, I, I can't. No see, I can't see the result. No value either way. I really. can't see the result going the way it did earlier on the year. Um, you know where they, they somehow pretty yeah. much towed them up. They let a few late tries in, but they still won thirteen plus. Um, you know. South, they still haven't been able to put a lot of points on. So Down in Canberra on a Monday again, night, I guess that's that's in their favour. Well, that's the thing. That's about I, the I, I can't see them really getting blown out. South haven't been putting big scores on. So, again, that might be another one for minus 12.5 if you want a bit of value on the Raiders. I Plus 12.5, yeah. Yeah, get a little bit of, bit of cabbage on that side of things. But uh, if we flip that one before from the Brisbane and the Storm, that makes it 4-3 in your favour. So the tally is now 10-9. 10-9 with a draw, is that right? We've had a draw during the... No, the draws don't matter. We've had multiple Yeah, we've draws. had a draw. We've left them out, but 10-9, uh, so you won behind. You've yeah. come back after being down a little bit. A big thank you, as you said before, to our sponsor, sportingbet.com. Keep your eyes open for the pick-to-score competitions and make sure if you're going to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, it is with sportingbet.com. It's time for your weekly dose of goss from Mr. Gossip. After a week in sick bay, he returns, Mr. Gossip. How are we, lads? Good, mate. Good, how, mate. how are you yeah. feeling, mate? You got rid of the, the Darren Lockyers? You are right? Yeah. <laughs> I did sound like Darren Lockyer. Actually, I said I'm terrible, but... Did you at least mate, take I'm... advantage of it and get around saying, Legend. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I should. I'll try that one next time. But yeah. I tell you what, I'm, I'm I'm feeling better than a lot of NRL coaches at the moment. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the old uh, <laughs> merry, merry go round's about to kick into gear. Yeah, after Origin now it's performance review time, and my coaches on the in, on the out. But um, I guess I'll start off with boys. The biggest one of the week we already know. Wayne Bennett off to the Broncos for three years. Now, I'm told that the, the Dragons were told as early as, early as 10 a.m. on Monday that um, they were, it was a sure thing at the Dragons. So it must have been a, a late call from Ben. But despite what you hear in the papers, some say that Bennett made his decision months ago. But it does sound to me like it was sort of a, a final-minute decision. That's crazy, isn't it? That yeah, is so crazy. He, he's saying that they, they've called him up last minute. He had no interest and they've given him a buzz. So if that's the case, I'm still not really surprised after six years in Sydney away from his family. I'd want to go home as well. I guess you, you won't sort of know until he writes a bloody autobiography or something and then it all comes out in the wash. But, uh, yeah, it's very, very strange. Considering also that the Broncos did sort of all the legwork on this on Sunday. Like they Obviously, they had the game Saturday night. They then informed Griffin on Sunday. So... It's not like the wheels were in motion, uh, weren't in motion prior, you know, like the, the ball was rolling on it on Sunday. So, yeah, very strange, but it uh, gets us all talking anyway. It gets the chins wag- wagging at the uh, water cooler. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I, mean, I was always shocked. I mean, a lot of people were saying that he was definitely going to the Dragons, and I think I texted you boys a couple of times, and I, I couldn't see him going to St George. I just I couldn't see where the money would come from, and maybe that's why... Bennett's made the decision to go to Brisbane yeah, as well. But I, I had a two-horse race, so Titans-Brisbane, that was it. 
I, I couldn't see him going anywhere else. He, he wanted to go home. It was clear. Yeah. Well, one person that won't be following him to Brisbane, boys, I'm hearing is Darius Boyd. Finally, the, um, the, the, the string will be broken. And there was a few... Um, social media pages this week saying that he's going to the Raiders. I can tell you that's not true. But um, he's still in talks apparently with the Bulldogs um, and a few other clubs, but nothing's uh, been decided as yet, but he will not be going to the Broncos, I mean. Yeah, well, why would you bother? You, you bet. Josh Hoffman still undecided what would be going on with him. you got Ben Barber, you got Anthony Milford on the way. They've got a squillion of them. You can't have four there. It's just not going to work. Um if anything, I'd be sweating if I was Ben Barber right now. I don't know how airtight his contract is, but if I was Wayne Bennett, him and Martin Kennedy would be the first two. I'd push out the door and I'd be going after Daly Cherry Evans. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah we, it makes it makes sense. Are we going to have a cut the cord party or like Darius, yeah, exactly. Darius might dodge that as well? Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I got a tip for you, Darius. French rugby. The media will never talk to you. You'll be right. Yeah, you can't speak bloody French, mate. It's mind, uh, minefield. Goldfield. Go over there and make money and piss off. Yeah. Another one's going to leave the nest, I'm hearing, too, is BJ Lailua. Um, never been a big fan of his boys, but... Um, Man, like he, Louis he, loves he him. <laughs> Come to Melbourne. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see why you see him. He's, he's another one with the IQ of a cabbage, so... <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's, he's not he's good smart. He's a good thing. Bad days are bad. Oh, mate, when he has a good day, he just needs a bit of Bellamy treatment. He needs to come to the factory. He'll get a tune <laughs> yeah. up, he'll get yelled at, and he'll either like it or he can piss off. Mm. Yeah. I've met uh, I've met mounds of dirt smarter than him. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, like, like, t- take a step back and look at who needs a centre in the competition. Who's after a quality centre? Everyone, I imagine. Yeah. Everyone. 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 Not everyone. Everyone would take one. The, the Roosters definitely out, and they've already punted him once, so they won't be looking for him. No. Penrith have got two decent centres, so they're obviously not going to look for him. Uh, could he take him up to Brisbane with him? I'm not too sure. Copley, I still think, is better than Jack Reed. I wouldn't have Jack Reed, but Justin Hodges... Can't play forever, although he seems to think he can. Um, You know, there's probably some clubs out there. I think Parramatta, probably one that springs to my mind. Willie Tonga's going to be moving on. Hopawada and Hayne are both going to be off contract after next year, so I don't know if they better keep him, and they've punted Loco. uh, He'd fit right in at Parramatta. Yeah. Canberra Canberra might be able to do it, and I doubt he'd be able to go down there, but, you know, there's there's definitely a couple of teams he could do with the D. The Sharkies, mate. The Sharkies are always looking for a save. Hundred percent, he would. Blake Ashford. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If they've got whiteboards in recruitment uh, office at Cronulla, he'd be at the top of the list. Yeah, he'd be. Oh, bloody hell. Oh, boys, another one about coaches and and, and, and backdoor shenanigans, and that's the Sea Eagles. Obviously, Jeff Tuvey, he's he's safe as houses there, but um, he's been in the media all week defending his club, but. Look, there is some unrest there. We know Manai wants out and um, wants to go to the Warriors. We've been talking about that for months. Uh, but also hearing, of course, that Watmau wants out. I'm hearing that the Eels are already trying to table a deal, but I don't know where they're going to get the money from. And, and Brett Stewart as well, a few other social media outlets had him going to the bunnies. I can tell you that's not true. But um, there is a few things going on there, boys. But, wow, um, they're still winning. Oh, we, um, we brought it up today on the pod, but... It just seems like one last hurrah. They're, they're at the party. They're, they're on last drinks, and they're just going to give this season one ultimate crack. And it looks like um, they've got that attitude where yeah, you know, well, it's a bit of a middle finger to the club because they feel as though they've if, been hard, di- hard if, done if, by if the gonna, club. If you're going to so. sum it up, they've all hung around for less money for a long time to keep that group together. Yeah. And you know they claim that that senior group is the core of everything, which is 100% true. 
but they feel hard done by because Glenn Stewart's supposedly been knifed on his back end of deal. And now Watmau's trying to cheer out Daly Chervins for getting paid too early, even though he's the up-and-coming halfback and he's on a back end of deal. Uh, they're all feeling a bit hard done by. They want to get paid, which is fair enough. But if, if he's heading out the door and they're all pissed off as a, as a core group, oh, I'm with Brock. I think it might be the last go. Whether they let him go or not, it's a different story. But could, we've said it earlier. Could, yeah, you, could, could you imagine that? next year, though? Could you imagine next year with no time to recruit, losing all those blokes? They'd be an absolute shell of a side. Well, yeah, I, I don't know where they go. I, and Kieran Foran would still you rather players Kieran that don't Foran, want to be there. Kieran Foran won't sign a contract either until he knows what's going on. So mm. there, there's a lot. There's a lot on the line for Manly. They need to really sort this issue out. Yeah, they come to a allegedly, Yeah, allegedly, Daly Cherry Evans is the is the problem, and he's commanding too much money, and he's a he's a, apparently a bit of a an needy fella. But um, you know, is he worth all the trouble? Um, well, I'd, I'd say yes. Yeah, well, it depends whether it's easier to move him on and then well, I've said if that fixes your problem. Yeah, like, it'd well, obviously be easier yeah, to move him on and and then, you know, get another half in. And that's not to say that they're going to be better for it. They're obviously not going to be, but um, it's easier to move one player on. Yeah, than but five you've, or six. you've got to look at the flip side. And I said this earlier in the year, I'd rather lose uh, Matai or Watmau and Glenn Stewart and Brett Stewart. I wouldn't really care because look at it. Absolutely. Foreign and Cherry Evans are your club. Yeah, for the no, next but what I'm saying is. Years. From uh, like, let's in all seriousness, it's it's a lot easier to move yeah, one to player one. on. But yeah, where, where, where are they in twelve months' time without potentially the, the, one of the best players in the competition? When Matai, King, Watmau, Stewart are all in their thirty, they're all done. Well, they're a good half away from winning a comp. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one comp for them, their lifetime no, of pain for let, I, letting go of potentially the look, best half rather, back in the competition. Um, you'd rather keep all of them. Let's Not really. If, if, you right, come, right, if you sat me down at a table today and said three or four are going, are we keeping Cherry Evans and four? And I'm keeping Cherry Evans. Well, this and four. is the thing about a dynasty. Like a dynasty, in, in one one respect, is you know sensational. But this is the sort of the downhill slide in the in the dynasty, isn't it? Everyone feels as though they're entitled to be paid. Uh, everyone's got their own needs. Everyone's got their own family. Everyone's got their own wife probably at home saying, "Oh, you should be on more than that, or you're better than him." and Whatever, I guess that's that's the price you pay. So yeah, well, you know, it's a very difficult situation. And there's not going to be a quick fix to it, and you know, I, I think unless you are at the coalface and knew exactly what was going on, then I, I don't know how we're we're not really informed on or best informed on giving them advice. But um, I, I totally agree with what you guys are saying as well. Like obviously, Matto and. Um, but you feel, and Stewart like said, and all that—they're they're on the downhill run in their careers, no doubt your about it. Future's in so. with the halves, and if there's a lot of money tied up, no. Well, I think your future is in your youth, and Daly Cherry Evans is your half, anyway. Yeah, but they so don't have—they don't have many juniors. But if you freed up that those back end deals, you'd be able to go on the market and buy anyway. Yeah. You keep Bureau, you make sure you keep Daly Cherry Evans and Foran together. Well, you keep your youth, Peter yeah. Hicku can move to fullback. We know that Trebojevic is a great front row, and his brother's just as good a centre or fullback. Uh, to full you, I've seen Trebojevic's brother yeah, play the, the fullback. And that's what I'm saying. There's guys there, and with the amount of money they'd free up from those heavily back-ended deals, they could have a better top 25 than a better start in 17. They could strengthen their squad. But I'm you, not disagreeing. It's just yeah, you got to look. There's long. a lot, a lot of different things to. No, I'm just saying though, if you're a board member and you're looking at it from the long-term yeah, the, perspective, that's the, that's the problem at the moment. There's a massive disconnect between yeah. the board and the playing. But we're just flipping a hypothetical to our situation. Yeah. Your future's with those two halves, and with those guys that of are course. 31 and about to be finished. Of course, so, yeah. Yeah, we've mentioned it many times on the podcast, boys, how rare your halves are, and you've got to wrap them in cotton wool these days. Yeah, and they were lucky enough to have Foran come through, and then Hodkinson played City his first year and left, and everyone freaked out, and then they got Cherry Evans. So, but I'm not, I'm not saying he is, but Daily Cherry Evans might be the biggest goose you've ever met. 
you, you wouldn't really know but unless you're at the coalface of it. So, um, yeah, that, that, that's a rugby league environment. Yeah. All right, boys, we've touched on Wayne Bennett obviously exiting the Knights. Who fills his position? There's a line of them, boys. Does, does Stoney get the job back? Does it swap with Griffin? Um, apparently Timmy Sheens was seen at the ground on the weekend. Kamali's come out in the press today yeah. saying that he wants to gig. Um, personally, I would go with someone like a Gareth Brennan, someone who's a bit younger. But, um, boys, if you were a board member of the Knights, who would you have in? Rick Stone or Gareth Brennan. Simple as that. Those two. Yeah, I'd, I'd have... Um, or I'd try and get both, get a Brennan up I as the assistant. I can't see what um, Rick Stone did wrong when he was in control last time. No, he just got the punt simply because Wayne Bennett was there and he did one thing Wayne couldn't do with all the money. He got him into the eight. And then he lost his job because I of that actually, I, so. You know, the way that he comes across in the media, Rick Stone, I think he's a great bloke. He, he yeah. seems awesome. Like, he was he was always very honest and he seemed yeah. intelligent and the players seemed to like him. So well, he made the I eight. think that would be the right fit. But I'd be also chasing Breno um, to... Be the assistant. Come home, yeah. Get yeah, to him in there. Just get him, get him Brent both Kamal, in there. If he coaches anything like he commentates, no thank you. No, Brent <laughs> Jesus Christ. Some of the yeah. stuff I heard on the weekend, we put it on mute. I don't watch, I only watch, the only I games I ever Hadley. I turned on 2GB. Mate, the only games I ever watch in mute are the World Cup games between Australia and England because those two Steve tosses o. over there just tear Steve us apart. T-R-Y. That guy, we are so close to beating the Australians. They only beat us by 40, but we're right in there, Steve Ball. You're like, you weren't. You were never in the game, all right? Just shut your cake hole. But, mate, that's the first time I've muted a game in a long time. So, yeah. just on that, no Brett Camilli, no. Garth Brennan, Rick Stone. Rick Stone, like I said, made the eight before all the good facilities and the cash and it turned into a uh, glamour club and then he just got the punt because of Wayne Bennett same as Griffin has so well I've got a couple of connections up at Newcastle Mr Gossip and they're telling me uh, Stoney 100% Stoney yeah, yeah. Well, good on them I think Stoney should get the gig that never pleases me to know it yeah. Yeah. well he didn't even get a run he got pushed out because of Benny and so is Griffin they're all getting the punt <laughs> well he was the first yeah. he was the first coach to ever make the eight and get the punt the next year I suppose yeah. <laughs> now, now Griffo is number two Wayne Bennett's just dethroning everyone yeah, well, it is Wayne Bennett, though. He's walking royalty. Yeah, right. So, that's unfortunate. But Rick Stone had one year, made the eight. Bring him back. Agree. Yep. Yep, that's fair enough. All right, some signing news, boys. The Cowboys have signed Broncos' young hooker, Jake Glanville, for two years. You rate this fella, boys? Paul Green had him in his winning manly side that carved up. He played fullback and hooker. Unfortunately, that doesn't work in NRL. Uh, it may have worked in Queensland Cup. He's not too bad. He's a bit of a tri-poacher, but I've seen him get carried a few times while he's been playing as well. So. <laughs> a bit of a tri-poacher. <laughs> he's a tri-poacher. He loves yeah. getting near the line and barring in. And he looks like Toad off Mario Kart. He's got the helmet. Yeah. So he's, he, he, <laughs> he's not too bad. But my biggest issue with them, we said this before, it's about their 10th hooker yeah. since Payne retired and they somehow decided that letting Seguiara go was a good idea. I always said that. Aaron Payne was so underrated. I loved him. I had a man crush on Aaron Payne. But and then now he's gone. How many did I say before? Cost, Jason, Mitchell, King. Well, your, your fat oh, mate from England. Moore. Moore. Scotty Moore. <laughs> Scotty Moore. Didn't that like live it up? He was, what a gun. <laughs> I looked on Twitter and he just had photos midweek him, Ken, and on getting a tan. Well, fair and enough. And then he just played Q Cup on the weekend and they were paying him. What a top bloke. Yeah. Mate, they've had more hookers than I've had hot dinners, so I don't well, think he's the long-term answer. I thought Cameron King was before he did his knee. But James Seguiaro. Cost Jason yeah, isn't doing too bad of a job. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Right. So they need to wake up themselves. Stop buying hookers. You can't have five. you just got to play one. You can have a little nest, but you can't have six or seven in your top 25. It's just not working. No. I'd be interested to hear Uncle Louie's thoughts on this one with uh, City Wanger going to the Raiders for two years. Yeah, sad to see him go, champ. 
Oh, mate, he deserves a payday. He's been down there on, uh, you know, not too much cabbage. He signed a couple of times short, and he's almost 30 years old. They've just brought Corribedian. Um, if he's getting paid well down there and he's getting two more years, why not? He's going to freeze his ass off, and they're not going to win many games, but he's going to get paid, so good luck to him. Yeah, they've played money ball with this one. They've got a Fijian out, and then they've got, got a Fijian Fiji in, in for probably less yeah, than what Bloody Wanga was on. We've, so. we've got an 18-year-old who's been playing cup the other week, and he scored a, a bag full, and he's been playing the 20, so we've got another yeah. one in, in the wake. But uh, we need to do something. I, I, I know... Where you know we're top heavy with a couple of players, and we had to re-sign some of those Kiwi boys. But we've let six or seven walk out the door so far, and the only one coming in next year uh, is Blake Green. So we're going to have to top our squad up, or either that, or we're going to do the old dollar dazzle, dollar dazzle. what we love to do in the yeah. in between the months of November and December. Well, when everyone, everyone's been cut, so yeah, yeah, that's when we usually pop up in the market. We go prawning once everyone's cut their players. Well, it was interesting. He uh, he played a game. Sisawanga the last well he played obviously on the weekend in first grade but um, he played a game on Monday night a couple of weeks ago against the Dragons and had an absolute stinker and then Bellamy dropped him um, and I just well maybe that was part on, of me just that's that part of the part of the part of uh, this decision maybe it was playing on his mind and then he went and sat down yeah. with him and told him Bellamy's about, mind and they patted him on the shoulder and now. said no worries you can go Winger, you're a winger to start with, and secondly, you were the worst player on the field that night. Get out. Still, he's been brilliant, though. To put it in summary, he's been absolutely outstanding. From the bloke I saw play for the Roosters the first Well, time. that was him at Wynn Stadium that night. That yeah, was that, him. That was and him. Yeah. yeah. Compared to the, play like the bloke that's won a grand final with us and been absolutely outstanding, good luck yeah. to him. He deserves to get some uh, you know, decent coin before he finishes up. Yeah, I agree with that. Fadden get that deal that he got. He got like three years out of nowhere. I couldn't believe it. And and they were in the race to get Wayne Bennett earlier in the year. They were talking to him. They could have been there right now, but that's done deal because they put a gun to the head and said, we want McFadden. You've already screwed us a couple of times. Give it to us. And they did it. It's, it's, it's insanity, but they did it. Yeah. I, know, I know it's working out right now. What happens in 12 months when they're not happy again? Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's kind of similar deal here. I don't see how probably, Mick Potter yeah, could be blamed. I, I hear, I've heard I've heard different things about Mick Potter, and I, I don't to, know because I've never seen him coach before. But still, so I, I don't understand how How's you get Brian, Brian Smith, Smith in who's looking, to do it. Probably looking for a job. He is looking too. for a job, of course he is. And, and this is the bloke who famously hey, what did you do? Give him a freaking butcher's knife yeah. kit and just go. Oh, you know what? Find a reason yeah. to just he's knife also, Potter in the back. He's also famously the bloke who texts his players instead of talking to them face to face. So he can't give anyone tips on communication. The yeah. tool again. I've never been buddy coached by Brian Smith, but Mate, Smith. Well, we've heard, heard a lot of different things about him. Yeah, but it just uh, I don't know. I don't know. Why wouldn't you? Um, you get someone who's retired from coaching, who's well-respected, and who you think is independent. Timmy Shane. 
<laughs> Timmy Shillings. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't know. Someone totally independent. Totally independent from the club. And, and from Mick Potter, because I think there's history as a player-coach combination between Potter and Smith as well. I, I'm pretty sure Potter played yeah. under Smith. Yeah. When he's Dally M. Of the Dragons. Okay, so, the, yeah, it just, it's a really strange move. And Tiger's bored. Man, what? Yeah, it's one way to cause unrest when you don't need it. Uh, and they're going okay. They're not going that bad. Like, considering Robbie Farrah, Robbie, their best player has probably missed six weeks. And they're, they're a massive chance of making the eight. And that, that was a tremendous performance on the weekend. And they've got a bunch of great young juniors there. So, crazy, crazy, crazy decision. Yeah. It's... Uh... Always worrying when the players are coming out saying, like I said, who, who should be their coach and who they would prefer. Look, I, I, I like Mick Potter. I think he should keep the job, but I think he's gone. If like from a co- from a coach, like if if that was happening behind my back, I'd be bloody worried. Put it that way. Yeah. Bloody worried. So we'll see what happens, but it doesn't look good. Uh, I, I'd, uh, be, I'd be preparing how I'm going to use my redundo when I get any payout. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be uh, I'd be making a call to. To uh, it's a Newcastle. That's what I'll be. No, Matt Crisis mate, and sit down right with him, Grant Murray, and say, "If I'm gone, sack me now. Let's do this. Sack me now and pay me, and then fight me in the car park. <laughs> 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 Take, and then bring Brian out too. <laughs> bring Brian. Fight Brian. He can't text his way to this one. Tell yeah, him to come out the front. Yeah, I'm saying Neil Henry's name sort of dropped off the the coaching list. No, he's going to get the Titans job. No, not with Johnny's performance on the weekend. That was a masterstroke. Dave Taylor said, I absolutely outstanding. <laughs> masterstroke. <laughs> a masterstroke. No, he, he had the perfect combo, big and small. On one side, you had blistering pace and James Roberts, and on the other no, side, you just had the Sherman tank part. They're you, going, you break it down for me. A masterstroke. The Mack truck right. out there. He just ran over everything. It was yeah. the best. He was so excited to be out there, too. You knew yeah. he was going to play well. It was a masterstroke. He's got four on his back this week. I think the lower the number, if you gave him fullback, I reckon he'd win the Dally M. I'll tell you what's a masterstroke. The fact that Luke Bailey's playing when he's 60. Yeah, that's a master shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Fuck you, man. We've summed up. I thought it was good how... I like uh, Johnny Cartwright in the press conference talking about his Penrith heyday and how he used the, the Gus Gould hit-and-run model. Did you hear about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, mate, I've got some yeah. stories about a hit-and-run run model that you'll... Jesus, yeah. <laughs> that it out, outdo that one, but yeah, we'll save them for another day. Yeah, it's Danny. All right, well, that wraps us up. In the tips this week, Brock got five, bringing him up to a total of 69. Very appropriate. Still <laughs> languishing in the back there. Uh, I got five five as well, so I got 77 on the board now. And Gossip, you got four, champ. I pegged one more back. You're on 79. So I'm, only, I'm only 10 behind. So yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, woo. You're only 10 behind. Come yeah. on. And I'm two behind, so it's, uh, it's getting, getting a bit of a race at the top, and uh, Brock's trying to get the whip out. Mate, I've got the whip out, all right? You had the whip out for weeks. I'm showing it to him, and he's just not responding. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we kick things off Friday night. It's the Newcastle Knights versus the Sydney Roosters up at Hunter Stadium there. Roosters. I think last year they had a draw up there, by memory. Yeah, I'm going the Roosters. That shall not be happening this year. It'll only be a draw if they give uh, Newcastle a 20-point head start. Great times. Gossip, what do you reckon? Yeah, oh, the Roosters won plenty. Just run all your traffic at BJ like Lewis. <laughs> you traffic at BJ. Yeah. Top bloke. <laughs> Friday night, uh, usually a cracker game. It's the Brisbane Broncos versus the Melbourne Storm up at Suncorp Stadium. Boxhead, what are you feeling? Broncos. Just so, because they're at home. It's just the coin for me. I wasn't that impressed with Melbourne last week. Do you reckon um, they're going to do it for Griff? Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, but there's no pressure now. That's a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous combination in that 
Like, Griffo, Griffin's got nothing. I'm starting to call him Griffo now. Griffo! Um, <laughs> he's got no pressure on him now, so why not? Just let him play. For anyone out there that watches Family Guy, they'll understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, good times. For the invalids out there. Yeah, yeah. Tops. Tops. <laughs> uh, Gossip, what do you reckon, buddy? Broncos or Storm? No, I'm thinking of the Storm purely because you blokes went for the Broncos. Mate, I haven't gone for nobody yet. No, of course, yeah. But, uh, uh, he's going to go the Storm. Yeah, I am. I am because yeah. ge- generally, generally this is a game we win. I have a feeling I'm being dumb here we because the boys they, on the they're going to be very, very jacked up. I think for Griff because he got the sack. Jacked up on Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew. I'm all packed up on Mountain Dew. All right, the next one, Penrith win, mate. They got two halves let, let me go through it, champion. Saturday, the Penny Panthers I've got versus the Sharks. Give a bit of bit of respect to Bathurst, all right? At Carrington Park, this game will be played. Outstanding Bathurst. venue. If you want to get on the tinnies, yeah. they're going to be selling them on the ringlets out there. Yeah, and you be... don't have to put them in the fridge because it'll be cold enough out yeah, there. that's right. They'll... <laughs> They'll be cold enough for you. But, yeah, I'm going the Panthers. That's pretty strong. Panthers will win. Wallace is back. Yeah. Happy days. Yeah, Panthers have got to bounce back after the shitty performance against the Chookies. They'll put a score on the Panthers. Yeah, you reckon? Yeah. All right. Well, th- this one you're definitely going first. Saturday, it's the Titans versus the Parramatta Seal at Seabus Super Stadium. So you're going the, the Titans, do you reckon... Big Dave will have another rampaging game out there in the centres, or are you going to go to the Parramatta City? Oh, I watched Parramatta on Friday night. They were pretty good. But traditionally, they can't travel. Uh, and the Titans were okay. I've got to tip the Titans, because you just knifed me for wow. not backing my team. That's deep. And that means the Titans will probably get lapped by 30. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be like, someone should like put me in a crippled fucking hold and oh. take my phone off me, because I'll be <laughs> typing all sorts of stuff to people. Ah, uh, brilliant. Gossip, are you, you going to back the Mack truck Dave Taylor to wreck it out in the centre again, or are you on the Parramatta Seal? Yeah, no, I'm going to go to the Titans, boys, and um, hope I see uh, Mr Gossip sign out there. I've got a few uh, emails this week, so got some fans up there, boys. He's all about his followers, aren't you? Deb, he, Deb from Penrith. Deb from Penrith. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's, all about his, he's all about his peeps. Gossips, peeps. Well, I'm going to go to the Parramatta. You're going go, the Eels. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Parramatta Seals. Well, you can you can sit with my missus and watch it. Yeah, I'll punch both of you. Right. Seriously. Uh, you got uh, Paulie, Paulie, <laughs> Junior, Paulo, Tepai, Maroa, uh, the lawnmower. There's a, there's a million names in there. Uh, yeah, I, I was pretty impressed on Friday until the yeah. 50th minute. They need to get a W. If this is this is uh, like the GF at the Shepherd household because my lovely Nicole goes for Parramatta and I go for the Titans. And there's there was a, there's been a few incidences where. The way that she carries on when the Eagles beat the Titans, I haven't spoken to her for days. So, that's the if, if she repeats that sort of behaviour, she might find herself looking forward, without a partner. Looking forward to this attitude, but uh, you guys already put a line to the Eels or give them a chance. Well, to... I think whoever loses this gone. Yeah, pretty much. And I think we've got yeah. similar for the Tigers Dragons. It's a pretty important clash coming up as well. So, oh yeah, the the, the reflux. The there. round wraps up Saturday. It's the Bulldogs versus the Cowboys at ANZ Stadium. Broccoli, I think uh, you, you've got a pretty strong opinion on That'll this win. one. Yeah. Huh. Go to cows. Straight for the jug, mate. Gossip, are you, are you feeling Brock's little rhythm here? They're going to go on a run, nomadic style like the Titans and win six of eight on the road, or do you reckon they're going to bomb out in their away record? Yeah, no, bounce back factor. The Bulldogs will get them. Bulldogs don't lose like that two games in a row. And the Cowboys, yeah, we know their away record. I just, I don't know. I oh, think Louis the Bulldogs will get them. Yeah, well, after the way Ooh, yeah. after the way they got shredded by a team that just plays genuine football, I'm going to back the Cowboys to come down here with the guns blazing and uh, hopefully wow. chuck the pill around. So I'm hearing Matty Scott might be back as well. He's there back. might be a couple others. He's going to play. He's going to play. Yeah. Bulldogs are a good team, but I think they're Cowboys. The Bulldogs don't have any points in them. They've got no points in them at all. The Cowboys don't play that bullshit game, the you know the crappy yep. grinding game. Throw the ball around against the dogs. Jonathan Thurston just went over 16 again. That worked last week. Yeah. He went eight. 
Exactly. Well, I don't know. Is it he's because, 40 on sides. You know what? If they score 38, who cares? Is it, is it because he got a combination of when he thought he was a 6 or a 7 that it, you know, it's got a 6 in 16 and 1 plus 6 is 7? Yeah, Maybe that's I something. Think, mate, these, blokes, these, blokes can't, <laughs> these blokes can't even count. I'm, a so sport, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going right. sports psychology here. Maybe if you said that to Jonathan, that maybe that was it. it yeah, just maybe clicked. he'd like fall over and start sucking goes, his thumb so, so I am the 6 and the 7. Or well, it could have just been that Alex McKinnon's number was 16. Uh, who knows? Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> I'm going with my theory. I'm going with my sports okay. psychologist theory. I'm with you. I psyched him out. But Sunday, it's the, the New Zealand Warriors versus the Manly Seagulls at Mount Smart Stadium. Mm. So uh, I think this is game of the round. I'm looking forward to watching yeah, this the Warriors one. win. Oh, oh. Warriors will win. They're the best attacking side in the comp, and they'll actually have a crack in defence. I was going to jump Zealand. that gun, and he's just hopped over me. But uh, gossip, you on the Warriors, or are you going to go to the Eagles, buddy? No, I'm going to go to the Warriors as well. Oh, no, they'll lose for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kiss it down. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Yeah. And I'll, I'll be turning the volume down too with uh, Daryl Halligan. I can't stand Oh, Darryl he's Halligan. a Muppet. Him, yeah. and, him and Kamali should have a duke off. Yeah. yeah, David Fussy Tory out there on the wing. He's a good player. Jumps in the corner there. It's a good try. It's good greeting. Yeah. Hey, I'll talk, us, talk, talk us through Sean Johnson's kicking action. Oh, yeah, he's got a very straight action. Uh, very short there. Not killing the struck yeah. of the ball. It's a pretty good costume. Come on, Daryl. Come on, snap, snap out of it. Back to Lewis. Yeah, back to Lewis. Oh, I like doing Daryl, though. It's great. No, it's terrible. No, it's, yeah, it's giving me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think number one, David Fusitua, he can score a try, but uh, Nani Lamarpe, he's back from his, uh, you know, good old spear tackle he chucked on a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Him and Hurrell were pretty good on that edge defensively. That was their big weakness on the weekend. Once Hurrell went off and it was Henry and Fusitua, they were both in reverse. So, And uh, number two, Ignatius Parsi. Debut, he spilt the pill a couple of times. It really hurt him. He's got the sack. Sam Rapira comes back, and you know what you're going to get from Sam Rapira. That head taped up and just using it as a battering ram. So <laughs> I, I much prefer that than errors from Ignatius Parsi. So Warriors. But Sunday again, it's the Young Tigers versus the St. George Illawarra Dragons at ANZ Stadium. Boo Benji! <laughs> Boo Benji! <laughs> Tigers. He's all over it. Yeah. yeah. I think that one's. Uh, after what you saw last week, you'd have to back them. And I really do hope they do an number on the Dragons. Um, the Dragons were okay last night, though. They were far away okay. Anyway. They are okay, but if that left edge is anything like it was, no, they will true. run wild. Yeah. They played very good football in the I weekend. don't know whether it was a big or was on Sunday afternoon after our Sunday session, but the Tigers looked pretty good. They, yeah. looked, they looked awesome to me while I was skewing it up. Exactly. <laughs> the more beers I drank, the better they got. <laughs> Well, maybe that's a sign for the Tigers. Maybe if we're screwing it up every week, yeah. they'll win the comp. They should pay us in a private box. <laughs> give us cans. We're happy to drink. And yeah. the more we drink, the better you go. Especially if you supply vodka as well for later on. The better you go. Spirits on. All right, we'll be wrapping things up. Yeah, no, none of that for him. He'll be bathing in it, but he can't drink it. Yeah. All right. No, I drink it as well after I bathe in it. <laughs> <laughs> Ish- issues galore on this show, dead set. We all need psychologists. But we wrap things up. Monday night, it's the Canberra Raiders versus the South Sydney Arabatours down at GIO Stadium. Uh, what are we feeling for this one? Oh, I'll tell you what. I think Souths aren't going that great, but they'll beat Canberra because Canberra... <laughs> I was going to say. Because Canberra stink. If he's going to have a board of this one, I'm in trouble. I've got a feeling... He's put me down oh, for the Raiders, no, I calm down. I'll change it. Jesus. No wonder I'm bloody 10 points behind. I've got a feeling... I've got a feeling that Gossip's going to do the unthinkable. No, he's not. That's why I, I got a feeling because usually every time I go, he won't. He does, but 
Eventuate, but that's all right. We've got a few different ones here. We're on the Storm, Brock's on the Broncos. I'm on the Parramatta Solo. You're both on the Titans. Uh, you tip in Parramatta. That makes me sick. Yeah, good times. Me and Boxer on the Cowboys. You're on the Doggies, and uh, the rest of it's clean sweet. But there's a few few games for change here. Brock might get to scrape a few back this come week. Come on. He's hoping. Here I come. Hoping and praying. I'll tip a perfect round this week for the punters. For Something the punters. for the punters. <laughs> Something for the punters. <laughs> all right, we, can all, we can all put our shirts back on and resist, uh, resume normal life. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, this bloke definitely needs an Italian beer. He's absolutely lost the plot. But uh, Mr. Gossett, mate, glad you're feeling better. Keep up uh, your vitamins and minerals, mate. Keep the fluids up and <laughs> make sure you avoid man flu again. All this right, is Dr. Kukash here. Yeah. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if he wants a business partner, mate, I'll go to Newcastle. First player will sign Jared Ray Hargraves. He's <laughs> captain coach. Yeah, it's all. All right. We don't need Rick Stone or else. Jared, captain coach, we'll just work on elbowing and leave with our elbows. All right? Top. Full stop. <laughs> and Kurt Gidley, you're out. Kurt, yeah, Kurt Gidley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyone who knows me well, Kurt Gidley will be the first bloke marked out the yeah. door. That's deep. He's playing all right lately. Oh, he didn't. He said it. He said it. <laughs> oh, no. He did. He oh, his head's, his head's getting red. Well, I suppose you'd pick him for the Four Nations as the utility, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you, you you're one of those blokes. As soon as he's healthy, no, yeah, Four I'm Nations. Not, no, I don't believe in the let's, we should have a utility on the bench just because fucking we should have it. Yeah, that's right. Host of space. Stack yeah. them up with Transformers. That's what you do. <laughs> uh, the more big blokes you can throw at them, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Get That's Dave. Right. Bring back Dave. Get a bit of this India. Uh, top times. All right, mate. Thanks for uh, the inside word. The dirt. See how the tips go, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, lad. See you, boys. See you, yeah. buddy. Well, that wraps us up for another week. A big thanks, as always, to Mr. Gossip. If you want to catch up with him, his Twitter handle is at NRL Gossip, and on Facebook, just head up to the search bar, and there's also links on our page too. And our all gossip. A big thank you, as always, also goes to sportingbet.com. Remember, if you want to have a bet on the NRL or any sport, make sure it is with sportingbet.com.au because there is no better bet than a sporting bet. But for now, if you want to catch up with us on Twitter, it's at fifth and last. That's the letter and, not the word and. The email is fifth and last podcast at hotmail.com. And on Facebook, head up to the search bar and type in fifth and last NRL podcast. I'll remind you, again, as always, Podomatic, if you're still on there, it's time to make the transition to audioboo.com. It's not hard to do. I've had a few inboxes saying, uh, how do they get over? Very simple. Just go onto the website, type in fifth and last NRL podcast, and we'll pop up. Or very simple, if you follow us on social media, we post up the podcast. So all you've got to do is click on the link. It'll take you straight to the player so you can listen to it there. Or on iTunes, if you haven't changed, unsubscribe from the old logo. Once you type us in and resubscribe again, you'll see our new logo. That means you'll be up to date and you'll receive all the new podcasts on audioboo.com. So make the transition. But for now, guys, enjoy your week and enjoy your rugby league. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?
Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.